The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Keep It A Strong Style. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get go Boy Yeah from Tampa Bay To the Tokyo Dome This is Keeping It Strong Style With your host Jeremy Donovan And the young boy Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome To Keeping It Strong Style The Ace of Podcasts On the Social Suplex Podcast Network Jeremy Donovan here with Matthew John filling in for the young boy Josh Smith. On today's show, we'll review nights 8 through 12 of the World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League Tour and cover all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing and following the Social Suplex Podcast Network or keeping a strong style on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating interview. You can also get all the podcasts over at socialsuplex.com. Check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash socialsuplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping It Strong Style t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation by visiting socialsuplex.com slash donate and clicking on the donate button under the Keeping It Strong Style logo. This episode is brought to you by the NJPWEXT, the only Browser extension for NJPWWorld.com with features like dark mode, improved translations and layouts, custom and share plus, synchronized viewing parties, and much, much more. It takes NJPW World to the next level. You can visit NJPWEXT.us today for details. Matt, thanks for coming on the show, man. How are you doing? Doing very well, man. Thanks. The Discord Daddy is here. Ready, <laughs> ready to do numbers. That's right, the Discord Daddy. Our listeners might know you as MJ Does PR on Discord or Twitter or on the Reddit, uh, throwing in your questions, supporting the show. Uh, you've been a long-time listener and supporter, and we appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of folks don't know, but uh, nights 8 through 12 of World Tag League, Super Junior Tag League, is where you get the real deep New <laughs> Japan analysis. You know, English commentary, no way. No, thank you. We don't need it on these nights, you know. Um, you know, typically, you know, you're thinking, are they going to get Chris Sampson for this one? Are they going to get Rocky <laughs> Romero? No, you're reaching deep, deep into the roster, and you're going with, uh, you're going with old MJ here. So, no, I really do appreciate the opportunity. So, uh, I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a re- wrestling writer. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, I, and I've stuck with the product for, you know, I've been through the clap crowds, you know, I've been through evil's title run. So, you know, I, I'm here and I, I know I'm going to be rewarded for it in the end. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, this, uh, world tag league, super junior tag league, you know, a lot of people, they, they kind of check out that they're, they're, they're cherry picking. They're, they're counting on us to, uh, you know, give them the lowdown what's going on and, uh, you know, young boy Josh Smith, uh, he is out last week. He was on vacation this week. He's uh, dealing, dealing with a really bad science infection. Voice is messed up and uh, is pretty sick right now. 
but I, I think it's very suspicious that he he gets uh, sick uh, during you know this arduous you know nights eight through twelve uh, of this tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a lozenge. Get a lozenge, young boy. You know, drink a little bit of water. Yeah. <laughs> get down with some tag league. Let's go. Where's your fighting spirit? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, yeah, Josh is not doing so good right now, but um, he should be um, feeling better soon. As of right now, we are planned to uh, record later this week to do our bonus episode to announce the nominees for the uh, 2022 Keeping a Strong Style Year End Awards. That episode should be coming uh, later at the end of this week, along with the ballot for you guys to uh, vote so we'll post all those links and stuff uh, when the the ballots live and when that episode that bonus episode drops so make sure you subscribe to uh, either keeping strong style feed or the social suplex feed you'll get that bonus episode and we'll tweet out send out the links reddit discord the discord daddy will will help uh, promote <laughs> the, the ballots here um, send in your donations oh yeah do that too yeah <laughs> um, so uh, Matt when did you start watching uh, New Japan so uh, I think I, I came in when, when a lot of new fans did around uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10 um, or just after Wrestle Kingdom 9. I remember, uh, I remember some, of the, some of the things that got me like, interested. Uh, I remember seeing a video of Nakamura's entrance when he was dressed up in, uh, in the, the, King, uh, the King suit in Wrestle Kingdom 9. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I remember saying like, man, like, this looks like pride. It, it, it gave me that like pride FC vibes where i was like oh oh they're still doing this over in japan aren't they and i was like this is this is something i can get into i love uh, i love the pageantry i love like big huge entrances that big stage of uh of the tokyo dome is is so awesome and uh and so um i started checking it out i was in and out there you know finding whatever i could um like on on uh on the streaming sites and whatnot mm. and, and coming across stuff. But yeah, full time, I would say full time after um, like Wrestle Kingdom 10, I sort of bought in. And then from there it was, it was all systems go. I would say the first, um, the first match that like really, really got me hooked. And I would say it's probably one of my favorite matches of all time in new Japan was, um, and this was the first strong style match I, I ever saw. It was, Ishii versus Hanma, mm. um, five-star match in uh, New Beginning. Um, I think it was 2015 or something. That, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was <laughs> unbelievable. These guys were killing each other. Um, like, Hanma Mania was in, like, was, like, going going strong at that time. And I had, you know, just the, the passion, the energy, the emotion that it, that brought out in me. And I was, like you know what, I, I think this is a product I should, I should check out a little bit more. And, you know, that's, uh, that was, that match got me hooked for sure. Yeah. That Hanma Ishii match is just absolutely incredible. You know, a lot of people that they, they, they've kind of jumped in later and they know like new Japan dad Hanma, you know, an opener facing young lions doing the jobs to, to bigger stars. But a lot of people missed out on that initial like Hanma mania run that almost like Daniel Bryan esque. Uh, run that Hanma had and just with the ultimate underdog that he was and yeah those epic like strong style battles that he had with uh, guys like Ishii which is so great love it love it so good uh, so who's your uh, favorite New Japan wrestler uh, 
it's tough. I, I'm a Naito guy. I would say I'm a Naito and Hiromu guy. Mm. Um, you know, those those were guys that that really um, appealed to my sensibilities. Um, <laughs> I love the Naito that is like spitting at his opponent. Um, you know, the 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 true Ingobernable. Yeah, um, so like like you know, peak so, 2016 Naito. Yeah, yeah. When he was, you know, really, uh, people were starting to get into him, get into that anti-hero. Um, uh, character that he was playing. So, um, and I was into it too. So I would say, yeah, for sure. I'm a, I'm a Naito guy. Um, and then on the junior side, loved Hiromu, um, loved his matches with, uh, with Dragon Lee. Some of my favorite matches for sure. in the, in the junior division, Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. um, that, that era of, of the juniors was, uh, was something real special. Oh, definitely. And then what's your favorite NJPW match? Who, uh, other than Hanma Ishii in uh, <laughs> New Beginning, um, you know, I, I would say there's there's a couple. Um, the first one that comes to my mind for sure is when Kenny beat Okada for the title. Um, second wa- would be like uh, Kenny Naito G1, mm. and um, and yeah, I would say those are those would be my top two, top two favorite matches, and any like Naito. Naito uh, Ibushi match is probably right up there as well. Nice, yeah. You can't go wrong with those combination of guys, and yeah, all those matches are definitely great. Yeah, standout New Japan matches. Yeah, if there's if there's Poison Rana's going on, it's you know that's that's my kind of match. <laughs> Moves, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, Kota Ibushi, the Golden Star. So we're actually going to start off talking about him before we jump into tag league. I know a lot of listeners have been asking about Ibushi and his whereabouts, his status. We do have um, a little bit of an update here from Uncle Dave in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter from this past week. Uh, so Dave gave an update, and he noted that um, Ibushi, who's been out of action for more than a year, has been doing light training in the ring as of late, and his injured shoulder has held up well. Uh, Meltzer added that Ibushi's NJPW contract is scheduled to expire at the end of January 2023, though nothing is definitive regarding whether he'll be staying with NJPW or leaving the promotion. And we did have a question here from Rambo and Slam Pig saying, what's next for Ibushi? Um, and, you know, it was rumored at the time or I guess, quote unquote, announced that he had signed this lifetime <laughs> contract. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, clearly not the case. Uh, I think like most New Japan contracts, it, it ends in January. And, of course, if you follow Kota Ibushi on Twitter, he has been tweeting out a lot of weird tweets and talking about, you know, looking forward to what's coming in January and talking about triangle rings and <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna ask how many uh which ring is he training on? Like how many sides does it have? That's a good question. I mean, so far I've only seen pictures of him in a regular ring, but who knows what he's doing on camera. You know, he could be yeah, in a triangle ring and a star ring. Uh maybe he, you know, ordered a uh, you know, a TNA six sided ring. Who kn- who knows what what this guy is doing in his off time. So like if if you want to know what I think should be next for for Koto Ibushi, I think uh, I think let that man roam. He is a he's a Rolling Stone man. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta let Ibushi do his thing. Like I think uh, you know he's 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 not one for uh, for for rules and regulations. And uh, he this is a guy who's 
at his creative best when he's uh, shooting fireworks at himself, <laughs> um, flipping off of balconies, and um, and you know telling uh, telling super romantic love stories with his with his tag team partner. So um, I know what I hope he does. I hope to see a, a golden lovers reunion or you know Kenny versus Ibushi in the in the Tokyo Dome or somewhere that can hold a lot of people. Um, that's what I would love to see. Um, but are, are we going to see it? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, we've been uh, joking in the uh, social suplex uh, Facebook chat that, you know, Kenny, when he goes over for Russell kingdom, he's going to have a contract in his back pocket and it's going to be like a BT skit. It rolls up with the, the contract in the back pocket. It's like, here, sign this Abushi and just gets Abushi into uh, AEW. Um, which, I mean, obviously that would be awesome. You know, in the past, you know, Bushi has mentioned how he doesn't really like, he doesn't want to live in America and has had issue with traveling. So I'm not, I mean, we've seen wrestlers um, kind of like Akaro Shida and Riho going back and forth uh, between uh, Japan, uh, Konosuke Takeshita before he moved here to the U.S. He was kind of going back and forth too. So maybe they do kind of work out something where yeah, Bushi can, can, you know, just come and go, doesn't have to live here. He can work at AW and then maybe just kind of freelance around uh japan which would be cool but yeah i mean definitely uh, a golden lovers reunion another golden lovers first young bucks match would be dope um or yeah it's another uh kenny abushi match because we were definitely it seemed like they were you know setting up for another uh match after the, the g1 match they had um in 2018 so yeah love to see him against kenny or with kenny in, in any capacity yeah and and think of this kenny ibushi Takeshita, love triangle versus <laughs> death triangle. Oh man, that that would be dope. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> Sign me up any day for love triangle. Yes, let's do that. Uh, so uh, let's uh, shift gears now into uh, World Tag League Super Junior Tag League Tour. Uh, first thing that we got to note here: uh, Chase Owens will be uh, missing the rest of this tour. He had a death in the family. So uh, New Japan announced that uh, Owens and Balak Fale uh, were forced to withdraw from the tournament due to this, and Owens and Fale uh, will forfeit the remainder of their tour matches. So any team in the World Tag League who had not faced Chase or Fale yet ended up getting uh, two points. And, you know, usually when you have a scenario like this where somebody gets injured or has to be pulled from the tour, in a round robin tournament that could really screw up the math here but with chase and Fale, i mean they weren't winning a ton of matches and when you look at the schedule of who they had left they probably weren't winning those last few matches anyway they probably would have probably been a spoiler on one of those matches but they weren't really gonna like make a comeback or you know be big players towards the end so i don't think that um chase and Fale being pulled from the rest of the tour is going to impact how this thing is going to end up, but we do uh, give our condolences and, and prayers to Chase and his family during this uh, time here. Yeah, deepest sympathies to uh, Chase Owens and his family. Uh, very sad, and uh, we hope to see him back in action again soon. Uh, so with the World Tag League, we had four nights uh, this past week. So we had World Tag League action on night eight, uh, night nine, night ten, and night twelve, which was uh, today's show. Uh, so we'll start with the top of the leader block here. We're gonna start with United Empire's Aussie Open, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. They're leading the block here, fourteen points. They are seven and one 
on night eight, they defeated the House of Torture team of Evil and Udro at 11 minutes and 20 seconds. On night nine, they lost their only loss to LIJ team of Sonata and Naito. Then on night 10, they bounced back by defeating uh, Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd at 11 minutes and 19 seconds. And then on night 12, today's show, we had a United Empire versus United Empire match, and they defeated their brethren in the Empire, Aaron Hanare and Great Ocon, 13 minutes and 34 seconds. Matt, what have you been thinking about Aussie Open so far? So this is so this is my first time seeing Aussie Open over a period of time. Um, you know, first time seeing him on a tour. I've seen him one offs in AEW. Um, seen him one offs maybe in Strong. Um, uh, but man, Aussie Open are big boys. Like they are big. Kyle Fletcher and like Dunkzilla is a big, big dude. I was very surprised. Uh, Mark. Dave, Mark Davis, right? Yeah. Uh, he gives me War Machine vibes with mm. his uh, the little cartwheel that he does, yeah. um, and like the all of the sprinting that he does around. He seems to have an endless gas tank. Um, Fletcher for me is very much in the same vein as like a Will Osprey. Um, uh, you know that similar like competitive fire that they have. He's really cheeky. He's really arrogant, um, uh, and he does a lot of like you can hear him. Yeah, he's always mm-hmm. uh, he's always chatting. <laughs> yeah, um, he does a lot of audible selling, uh, which is very much in like a Will Osprey type of vibe. Um, so yeah, they've they've just been incredible. Um, even with House of Torture, like dragging them to a respectable, <laughs> uh, maybe not respectable, but like dragging them, uh, kicking and screaming to like a gentleman's three. Um, I think is is Yeoman's work. Um, the Naito and Sonata match was was a total banger. Oh yeah, um, definitely. You know, anything to motivate Naito, right? Um, these guys were 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 going to work. They had their working boots on, and and the match against um, Okan and Hanare was uh, probably, in my opinion, maybe match of the tournament so mm. far. Um, but they've had two of my fave heavyweight matches um, over the past, you know, over the whole tournament for sure. Yeah, they've been absolutely killing it, and you know the story for them pretty much hasn't changed much since uh, last week's update. These guys, they're getting the, the big push right now. New Japan is fully behind them. They're coming out here cleaning house. Um, like I mentioned, their only loss so far was um, Night Nine against Night Sonata, which was a a great uh, main event there. Like you mentioned, you know you had main event fired up uh, Naito there as well as a, a motivated Sonata. Um, so that was just a great main event there. I went four stars um, on that matchup there. Yeah, one of the longer uh, matches of the tournament at, at 20 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, but like you mentioned, yeah, even with House of Torture, um, it was a, a decent matchup. You know, with, with Fletcher and Davis, they're kind of no-nonsense, smash-mouth guys. And it's uh, so refreshing to have, you know, heels and a heel stable where they're not constantly cheating. They're not doing a lot of interference like what makes them heels is just how arrogant they are and the fact that they're as good as they say they are and you and you hate it. And, of course, you got to mention, you know, the orchestrator Gideon Gray is coming out and hyping these guys up uh, before every match as well and uh, getting involved when he needs to to kind of, you know, back off outside interference when he's you know, against House of Torture and stuff like that. Uh, besides that, yeah, he's been great um, introducing these guys and, you know, occasional pop-ins on, on commentary and stuff like that. So he's great. The whole act is great right now of United Empire. And, yeah, all their matches this week were really fun to watch. 
Yeah, really, it's a uh, you know, United Empire really is the the only faction right now that seems to have some sort of like organization to it. Like LIJ is there, but like it's you know you you don't you don't get where they're going so so much as you do with United Empire. Um, so you know, and Gideon Gray, like talk about earning your paycheck while <laughs> while you're down there. Um, the promo he cut after the Hanare and Okan. Aussie open match. That was great. Coach Gideon, like <laughs> give me that fire all the time. Like he, he was, that was a face promo, like for, yeah. from Gideon, right? That it wasn't his little, like, uh, you know, dirty eating grin that he's got on his face all mm-hmm. the time. Um, you know, when he's, when he's uh, talking Japanese, I love it. You know, the crowd loves it. So yeah, uh, totally earning every, every, every dollar. Yeah, especially on those nights where where they're they're running both tournaments, he's out there uh, three times <laughs> with um, uh, Okan Hanare, Aussie Open, and Catch Two Two. And like you mentioned, the crowd loves him. He's getting big reactions. The crowd they're they're popping for his you know his Kanichiwa. <laughs> I am the orchestrator, Gideon Gray. The crowd's just like losing their mind and popping for him. So yeah, he's just been a great addition. But yeah, today's show that motivational speech. <laughs> after uh, the match against uh, Okan and Hanare, which is, yeah, that was great too. Uh, but yeah, with Aussie Open too, also the uh, the match against the LA Dojo boys, um, Coglin and Kid from Night 10, that was a short little, it was 11 minutes, but man, they were chopping the crap out of each other on that match. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe got killed. <laughs> yeah. Man, Davis was gooning people that match. Like, just like, I would not want to get hit by that guy. His hands are huge. He is a, Thick, thick man, and you know, you know, gotta hand it to Gabe. You know, fighting spirit, Gabe. Uh, he <laughs> he wanted that smoke, and, and boy, he got it. He sure did. Yes. Yeah, and the crowd, the crowd reactions was like, because this was a, I think this was a, a cheering crowd night. Yeah. So it makes it so much more like, whoa, like everybody in the whole building knows knows uh, lets you know how hard that was. So um, yeah, getting the getting the audible crowds has been has been really great. I remember the first, the first night I, I threw it on, I think night one was a, was a cheering, uh, cheering. And it was just, Oh God. So, so refreshing. I can't wait till it's back full time. Um, it's going to be going to be amazing. Yeah. The cheering has been great. And yeah, that's kind of been like the pros and cons of this tour where you have some nights it's cheering and some nights it's not until, yeah, it gets really hard to get into it when you get like a, a cheering night and then everybody's, you know, popping and clapping and, you know, getting really into the show. And then, you go to the next night, it's like a clap, just a clap only night. And you're like, man, really missing that energy. But overall, I mean, yeah, the cheering shows have been fun. Um, and, you know, the English commentary has been on delay. But I've been watching most of the stuff in Japanese. I think Milano, Collection AT, and Liger and all those guys have been great, especially Milano, um, you know, getting behind um, some of these guys here. And just his reactions to stuff is great. So overall, yeah, these, these matches have, this, t- this tournament's been fun. Um, you know, a lot of people are looking for cherry pick suggestions, I think, from Aussie Open. I would say um, I think the the LA Dojo match, the the Naito and Sonata match, and then uh, today's uh, matching against Hanare and Ocon are definitely uh, matches to check out. Yeah, agree. Um, we got a question here from Ocock eight ninety from Reddit says if Aussie Open sticks around, would you like to see the occasional singles match, like in a New Japan Cup, or a singles match that previews for a tag match? Hmm, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say no, um, just in the context of the United Empire, 
with all of the singles guys that they've got, um, you know, sending sending Aussie Open off on their own to do singles matches. I think they got enough singles guys in the United Empire. But uh, you know, if I if I'm going to see a Kyle Fletcher match, I would, you know, maybe maybe scratch that. Kyle Fletcher, I think, would be able to put on a really interesting singles match. Yeah, Mark Davis was uh, injured, um, I think it was like the end of 2019 leading into the pandemic, and Kyle Fletcher did do a lot of single stuff um, in Rev Pro. Uh, he put up a lot of weight during the pandemic. He was a beefy boy <laughs> during the pandemic uh, and dropped it all. Uh, but yeah, he was doing a lot of single stuff that was pretty good. I think he had a match with Osprey uh, in the empty arena match that was really good. Um, but yeah, I think Kyle Fletcher, I mean, if they wanted to do, to mix it up and throw him in singles, I think that'd be good. But I mean... I think they should continue to establish Aussie Open um, as the main tag unit of the Empire, like you were saying. But I mean, if you want to spice things up, throw them in, in a new, both of them in a New Japan Cup. You, you want to put both of them in, in a G one if you need to fill spaces. Uh, I think that'd be fun. So uh, let's take a look now at the next team here: uh, TMDK, Shane Hayes, and Mikey Nichols. They are coming in with ten points, five wins, and two losses. On night eight, they defeated uh, Sonata and Naito. On night nine, they defeated Archer and Suzuki. One minute and 40 seconds. Uh, night 10, they got two points via the Chase and Fale forfeit. And then on night 12, today's show, in the main event, they lost to the Bebop tag team of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toriano at 12 minutes and 26 seconds. Yeah, TMDK is a great add to this tag division. Um, if they're around for long term, um, they add a lot to this division. Um, I think y- we're seeing on both sides of, of the leagues, there's a ton of turnover um, in the division and realigning with partners and whatnot. So having more tag dedicated tag team specialists helps the division and makes all of these matches much more compelling. So I'm all for TMDK as a higher end tag team in in the division. They've got uh, they've got a weird dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like Shane Haste is like this guy who feels like he still goes out and parties at the bar. And Mad Mikey is sort of like aged himself out of these activities. Like Mad Mikey looks like a jacked accountant, and <laughs> Shane Haste <laughs> looks like he's in like his seventh year of undergrad. <laughs> that that is perfect. Yeah, that I think that sums him up uh, perfectly. Uh, but yeah, they're definitely a welcome addition in the tag um, tag team division here in New Japan. You know, I didn't see any of their uh, Noah stuff. I first was introduced to them when they were in NXT as TM sixty one, and I thought they were a very uh, underrated tag team on there. I know that they had a really good uh, takeover match against uh, Authors of Pain um, at some point a few years ago. But they were a really solid tag team there in NXT, and I'm glad they're back here in New Japan. We've seen them on strong. Uh, doing some stuff, mixing it up um, with some guys over there, and I'm glad they're here in Japan as a focal point in this division. Um, in a uh, looks like they're in a three way tie here with ten points, so they're definitely one of the teams that's going to be alive going in um, to the end of this. We only have two more nights for World Tag League, so the last uh, couple nights will be uh, very crucial for TMDK and how they end up placing here. Yeah, I think TMDK could use a manager, uh, you know, uh, maybe Bad Dude Tito, not as a manager, but just as like a second that would uh, get them over because like Bad Dude Tito is, is super over. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think he can, uh, he could, you know, carry that energy for TMDK so they can, they can do the work uh, in, in the ring. 
Definitely, I'm all for uh, some more bad dude Tito screen time. Yeah, that would be uh, great to have him out there. Second yeah. of those guys. Um, for for this week for uh, TMDK, I don't think anything really was like a standout match here. I mean, they had the Lij match, but it was only 12 minutes. I think it was the semi main uh, that night, and so I mean, it was it was a good match, but it wasn't like the the Ossiopian Lij match. Yeah, I, I think I had it around like three. 3.25 something like that i'm not yeah. a i'm not a star rater i have no consistency i have no great context <laughs> for rating so i'll just throw a number on it how how it makes me feel inside um but the one the one thing about the the naito and sonata match naito is such a clown he is roasting mikey nichols the crowd is chanting naito naito and he's he's Naito's clapping, Mikey, Michael, <laughs> Michael, and I am dying. Like this is what I mean. Like it, Naito does not take this stuff seriously, but totally disrespecting his opponent. I felt bad for Mikey because you know, like I don't know, he's he doesn't have the charisma of a Naito, right? And Naito's right. just totally. <laughs> getting one over on him here, ribbing him in front of the whole crowd. So, yeah, um, I, I, you know, serviceable match for sure. The Suzuki-Goon match was totally weird. I don't know. <laughs> you know, sub two minutes is like, I don't Yeah, know, well, that was, for me. that was on one of the nights where it was um, both tournament nights. We had, we had both World Tag League and Junior Tag League in the same night. So a lot of those matches were pretty quick, and they were trying to run through stuff. But, yeah, that was super quick, though. Kind of like a pre-match little brawl there. The bell rang, and then... Before you know it, um, Shane Hayes like rolled up Suzuki real quick and got the win in and out. It was like, <laughs> what was that? Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of the start of the downfall for like the Suzuki Archer de- team too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to their match. I think they still got Aussie Open, right? I think yeah. on one of the last nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's that'll be the measuring stick for them, I think. Yeah, and also that they're still in a, in a strong position right now with ten points. Um, I think that. And we'll, we'll go into it when we talk about the matches coming up uh, this week. I think that uh, Team DK is in line to, to be in the finals, probably against Aussie Open um, in the end there. So uh, let's take a look at the next team here. Uh, Tetsuya Naito and Sonata, they are also with 10 points, with 5 wins and 2 losses. Like we mentioned, on Night 8, they lost to Team DK. On night nine, they defeated Aussie Open 20 minutes and 20 seconds. On night 10, they defeated the Bebop tag team of Tanahashi and Toriano in 16 minutes and 18 seconds. And then on night 12 today's show, they got their uh, two points via forfeit from Chase and Fale. Yeah, who uh, who hates tag team wrestling more, Gato or Naito? <laughs> <laughs> you know... I, at least we got like some some uh, shirt off Naito um, energy this tournament. I thought uh, I thought we were gonna get uh, t shirt Naito for most of this, but uh, yeah, he doesn't take tag team wrestling too seriously. So like I don't know how confident you could feel like <clears throat> putting the straps on them and and having a legit legitimate run with those guys, but um, I think it would just probably do it a disservice. Um, but uh, you know they're there. Um, they're doing Naito and Sonata things like their floor is very high. I'd say, mm-hmm. um, um, the, and the match with Aussie open was a total banger. Um, the one, um, Sonata had, uh, <clears throat> Fletcher in the skull end and Fletcher just totally went limp. Um, at one point I thought it was a really, really cool little spot there. Um, 
to you know show people how to sell the skull end a little bit better right it's not uh it's not the best looking submission move around but uh i thought fletcher did uh did some yeoman's work there selling that selling that move yeah he did and yeah with uh naito and sonata i mean this is kind of a placeholder tournament for them like obviously they're going to be featured at Russell kingdom or something big but Right now, I feel like you said with Naito, like some nights it's t-shirt Naito and just kind of goofing off and making fun of his opponents and just kind of, you know, taking it easy. I mean, it, it's, you know, World Tag League and he's Tetsuya Naito. So I, I, I get his state of mind of like, I'm not going to kill myself on this tour. But at the same time, you do expect, you know, some big stars to have um, some great matches here. So I mean, and he, and he did the the the. the the hard thing is, is he did like they, they went out and crushed it against Ozzy open. Mm-hmm. Great. Totally great match. Um, like the match against, uh, Toriano and Tana, like, you know, I was interested in this only because like Tanahashi was playing Rudo a little bit. Yeah. And I was, I wanted to see that interaction between Naito, who I believe is like true Rudo in his heart, in his soul, where Tana plays one on TV. Right. <laughs> um, so, so it was, uh, and that, and that, and that was the case, right? I think they ended up, uh, uh, they ended up Toro Yano and Tana ended up wrestling face, um, that match rather than, rather than heel against Sonata and Naito. Yeah. And usually whenever Naito and Tanahashi get in the ring together, it's usually, um, pretty good stuff. I mean, they didn't really go out of their way to do anything super special on that night, but it was still a fun matchup. I do think, though, that Naito has been looking a little rough on this tour. Like, I feel like some of his moves just aren't quite as crisp. And I don't know, again, if that's him just kind of trying to take it easy or his knees are just really hurting right now. Because I feel like there's a lot of stuff, a lot of his signature moves he's been kind of slipping up on. Yeah. Yeah. And you you wonder, like, Naito, you can take a rest, man. Let, you know, let uh, (laughs) Shingo. Shingo tag was so sonata like for for tag league you know yeah i'm surprised that they didn't go with the the shingo sonata uh connection and kind of give naito this uh month off to get ready for tokyo dome but i guess also we don't know what is in store for naito at wrestle kingdom so maybe there's going to be something that his angle's going to get kicked off somehow at the end of this tournament that leads to his match so maybe that's why he need to be in here yeah maybe he's going to be begging uh Begging Zach, uh, Zach for a match. <laughs> begging somebody, he's gonna beg somebody for a title match. Is what's gonna happen. He's gonna go and he's gonna insult them, and then he's gonna beg for a title match, like how he was begging for the tag team t- title match uh, a <laughs> couple of months ago. Yeah. So um, I mean, we could see maybe he ends up in the never title picture. You know, who maybe he'll uh, face off against you know the winner of Hikaleo and Carly Anderson. Who knows. <laughs> Um, but from this past week, I think I would say for LIJ, mainly if you're cherry-picking and short on time, possibly probably just the only the Aussie Open match really um, was kind of the standout here from their week. So then uh, moving on, the other team that's with 10 points, the Bishamon team of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. So on night eight, they lost to uh, Tanahashi and Yano, 13 minutes and 44 seconds on night nine. They got their two points via the forfeit from Chase and Fale. Then on night 10, they defeated Aaron Hanare and Great Okan, 13 minutes and 21 seconds. And then on night 12, today's show, they defeated the suzuki team of Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki at 13 minutes and 26 seconds. Yeah. Bishimon are in the mix, as they should be. Um, you know, 
great work in night in night out um you know, I don't think a, a Bishimon uh, Aussie Open final was out of the question. I think that's a that's a guaranteed banger uh, for me. Um, you know, other than that, like they're they're a very solid tag team. You know, Yoshihashi has come so far. Um, Dragon Goto with them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, poor poor Yoshihashi's got to get Goto over. Uh, you know, things uh, times have changed. Um, but yeah, like. You know they're they're putting in good work. There's been nothing that's been super excellent. I think the Great Okan Hinare match was was probably one of their better efforts. I think I think with a little more time, I'd like to see those guys go again. I think they could uh, get into some real real rough housing. Um, you know, big big chops, big slaps. Yoshihashi's a big big chopper. I'd like to see him and Hinare uh, just uh, beat each other's chests, black and blue. Yeah, uh, Yoshihashi, man, he has really been killing it, and now he has the, the new gear. They, they got the Bishamon music. Like he, he's motivated and fired up, and having a, a really good tournament here. And um, like you mentioned, yeah, they're in contention to, to be alive in the finals. It's going to be really interesting uh, to watch these last two nights with uh, Bishamon, Lij, and TMDK because they're all at ten points, and they all kind of have wins over each other. Like uh, Bishamon's beaten Naito and Sonata. Uh, TMDK's beaten Naito Sonata. Naito Sonata has beaten um, Aussie Open. So like, there's so much interesting like tiebreaker scenarios in play here uh, for which one of these teams is going to end up uh, in the finals. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, Bishamon could be there. They are like the the main like domestic uh, Japanese team that um, New Japan is pushing right now. And um, if they want to really you know drive point the home, but yeah, Bishamon is our like standard tag team. They could get in the finals there and have a another match of Aussie Open. Yep, <clears throat> something I'd like to see for sure. Yeah, and, and with that, um, that yeah, that would end up being a rematch from early in the tournament, which Aussie Open won. So, if you, if people are thinking Aussie Open is going to win, if Bishamon gets in the final, I, I would I would hate for them to have to lose again. Um, so who knows? Maybe that that could open the door for for Bishamon to win, and maybe Aussie Open still gets their way in the match somehow into into the three way Eros Kingdom. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, moving on to the next team, Great Ocon and Aaron Hanare. They have eight points, uh, four wins, and four losses. On night eight, they lost to Archer and Suzuki, 13 minutes and 34 seconds. On night nine, they defeated the House of Torture team of Evil and Udro, 9 minutes and 58 seconds. Then on night 10, they defeated uh, Hanare and Ocon, 1321. And then on a night 12, they lost to Aussie Open uh, 13 minutes and 34 seconds. Yeah, they're they're here, man. They're they're doing good work in the tourney. You know, they've they've turned it up sort of the last couple of matches. Um, you know, I I don't know where they're fitting in the packing order of the division right now. I guess we'll need to see. They're sort of a kind of a new team. I guess we'll need to see what Cobb does when he gets back. But honestly, I think Hanari and Cobb would make a super compelling tag team for me. Let Ocon cook with some of these younger guys um, in the singles division. And, you know, but no, I got no problem with these guys. You know, Ocon, former tag champ. Hanare, he's, he's getting that slow burn still. Slow burn Hanare. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, their they're match of the week for sure. Aussie Open, total banger. Um, and the match versus Bishimon was 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 better than average for sure. 
yeah, the, the Bishamon match was uh, really good. Yeah, that, that night 10 there, a tough loss there, but really good, hard-hitting uh, matchup. But, yeah, definitely, like you mentioned, the standout for these guys this week was uh, today's show, night 12 against uh, Aussie Open. It was the first time we ever saw United Empire versus United Empire. So it was interesting to see kind of what their style was going to be. You know, a lot of times we see, like, the Bull Club versus Bull Club, and they're ha-ha and joking and two-sweeting and trying to pull one up, you know, pull the rug under each other and one-up each other. Uh, well, this was a straight-up, like, hey, we're, we're both two great teams. We're both competitors. We're going to go head-to-head and make the best team win, and that's exactly what we got. No shenanigans, just hard-hitting action. This was very much Will Osprey versus Okada-type competition where you know when they was when he was junior champ and okada was champ and we um and they had that that match um that was the kind of like internal uh competition um that we saw with with them um i i think one of the funny things i thought was suzuki chasing gideon gray yes (laughs) um, all around that will never not make me laugh um which is uh, which is funny, and you know, I, I was thinking watching that Suzuki match, like Okan could really be like the the spiritual successor to Minoru Suzuki in mm. many ways. Like that, you know, he's got that MMA background. He can be like totally like deranged and crazy, um, and you know, he's got uh, you know he does things sort of his own way. Um, so that's you know, I, that was something I thought about during that match, where like uh, you know, that's sort of like who I can see him uh, making himself after. Yeah, I think they've only kind of scratched the surface with great Ocon. I think there's so much more there with him. Um, and so hopefully we'll see more of that next year, more of a single spotlight, especially since now you have Aussie Open as kind of the main heavyweight tag team. Maybe you can do some more single stuff with him, Hanare, and Cobb next year. Uh, but yeah, Ocon is awesome, and, he, and he's been a, a great... Um, in these matches here and helping, you know, helping along, leading Hanare along in these matches as well. And so, yeah, the matching is also open was awesome. Uh, the Bishop Mom match was really um, hard hitting there. Um, House of Torture match was kind of whatever. It was, it was a House of Torture match. Um, and yeah, then like Suzuki Archer match was uh, another hard hitting matchup there. So, yeah, so these guys are looking good. Um, I mean, due to the the forfeit, they only have one match left. Um, so they will only have the ability to get to 10 points. So they would have to hope and pray that Bishamon, uh, LIJ, and TMDK all lose their, their next two matches and then get some kind of four-way 10-point tie there. It's like their only hope, but I'm, I have to have to go back and see who they lost to in that up mix. So they might not even have the tiebreaker against some of those guys. That would be some real gateology. <laughs> yeah, we need um, you know Dave, you know scrambling his notes, breaking it down, like <laughs> all the possibilities of who beats who and what the tiebreaker scenario is. So I mean, yeah, I mean they they lost to Bishamon, so they 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 didn't they wouldn't have the tiebreaker over those guys. Um, Let's see, did they face LIJ already? I think they did. Um, so, yeah, I feel like they they don't really have the tiebreaker over any of the teams that are in that 10-point slot. So it, even if they get the 10 points, it's not going to really do them much good. So at, at this point, we can pretty much say they're, they're eliminated. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, But they had a, they had a really great tournament and a, and a showcase match against Aussie Open. So, uh, you know, they were there. They made it, they made it enjoyable. They were one of the teams that... Uh, you know, 
you're not disappointed uh, after watching one of their matches, unless it's against like House of Torture, which is absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another team coming in with eight points, but these guys are four and three because they haven't gotten their. Um, oh, they already faced Folly and Chase early in the tournament. So this is uh, the Bishop, or excuse me, the Bebop tag team of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toro Yanu. So they're eight points, four wins, and three losses. Night eight, they defeated the Bishamon team of Goto and Yoshihashi. On night nine, they defeated Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. Four minutes and two seconds on night 10. They lost to Naito and Sonata. And then on night 12, today's show, they defeated TMDK in the main event, 12 minutes and 26 seconds. Yeah, at first I thought, Yano and Tana, my, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> the mighty don't was there no, the Was there no one fallen. else on the entire roster for to tag with Hiroshi Tanahashi? Like, my God, what a travesty. But the approach that they're taking with Yano being a little bit more aggressive, a little less silly, no tape, um, and Tana playing the Rudo is giving us a little bit, little something to you know sink our teeth into and like tanahashi with the evening wear hair <laughs> i like it man i'm not gonna lie well you, you know the thing here with um them teaming up you know yano's like i need my merch money we need we need to sell some bebop you know shirts again you know season two shirts uh we, we gotta run it back so you know they, they teamed last year for the first time teaming up here again um again you know based off of the the, the bebop anime in japan with the, with the characters uh hiroshi and toru uh, so yeah, that's kind of what they're, they've been kind of cosplaying here and you know, Yano has the season two shirt. So he's selling a bunch of merch off of this uh, team up with uh, Tanahashi. But like you mentioned, yeah, we're, we're getting a, an interesting uh, Rudo version of Tano, Tanahashi here. Not afraid to bend and break the rules. I mean, he's, he's not busting out wrenches or anything, <laughs> um, but he is taking a little bit of uh, liberties with the rules. And, and it's, it's, it's always fun when you see Tana in that in that kind of way. Yeah, and let me tell you, the pre-match pose, that's going to make for the hottest <laughs> mixtape album cover in the streets. Yeah. If someone needs to make a meme of that, please, uh, out there in uh, social suplex land, <laughs> get us the close-up, Tana and Toru, but the explicit lyrics on the bottom, you got you got the makings of a good meme. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and these guys, I mean, they've mainly been having like these like, 12, 13-minute matches, and, and they've been... You know, fun and enjoyable. They really haven't, I wouldn't say, had any really standout bangers in this tournament. Um, it, but it's been, you know, good fun. Um, and in this past week, I would probably say their best match was probably, I'd say, either the Bishamon match or the TMDK match. It was, it was probably their best outing this week. Yeah, that's what I got. I got I, Bishamon, I, I liked the most. Um, I watched the Naito and Sonata match on 1.5 speed and I was like, this is slow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it felt slow even at 1.5 speed. And I was like, oh man, this match a little bit too long, but you know, see Tanahashi getting three encores, uh, each night. And, uh, you know, that, that's cool to see. Always cool to see Naito. And this is what I mean when, or not Naito, uh, Tanahashi. Um, this is what I mean when like Tanahashi just, he plays a Rudo on TV where like he can't help, but like show his affection to the crowd afterwards and give them the encores and, and do all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. 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 It's, uh, you know, my, my dad's a heel wrestler, you know, he, he's, <laughs> he's playing the role and he's, he's having fun with it. Uh, so yeah, these guys have been, been fun to watch and 
So unlike uh, Okan and Hanare, these guys are actually still alive even at eight points. So they have, because they already faced Folly and Chase, they have two matches left, which means they have the possibility um, to get to 12 points um, if they win their last two matches. So they're very much alive and could end up, um, if Aussie Open doesn't lose, either tied of Aussie Open or actually no, because Aussie Open's at 14. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, they could get the 12 and then face Aussie Open again in the finals. So, yeah. yeah, let's let's uh, let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it, the possibility is there. So yeah, you got to keep your eyes open on uh, for the, the Bebop tag team. I'm sure they'll they'll face some spoilers. Uh, we'll look at their, their schedule coming up here in a second, but they're they're still alive. So now let's move on to the the bottom of the block here. All these teams, these these guys are going to be eliminated. They're out of the running. So we'll start with the Suzuki Goon team of Minoru Suzuki and the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer. They are sitting at six points, three wins, and four losses. So that they have two matches left. Um, the best they can do is get the ten points. And again, like. Um, United Empire team of Okan Hanare, they would need some kind of crazy, hopeful, like, 10-way, you know, or, or excuse me, four-way, like, 10-point tie, but, you know, they've lost so much, they don't really have tiebreakers, so that's pretty much out the window. Even if they get the 10, they are not getting into the finals. Um, so on night eight, they defeated Hanare in Okan, 13 minutes and 34 seconds. On night nine, they lost to TMDK. Night 10, they lost to House of Torture, and then on today's show, night 12, they lost to the Bishamon team of Goto and Yoshihashi. Yeah, Suzuki Goon are total chaos. <laughs> they are absolute chaos. The, the gimmick can get a little bit tiresome. It, it feels like Lance Archer is not not fully into it. Like He feels a less a less a little less savage than he normally is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like when you hear the crowds cheering and how much they love Archer and hearing Kazeni Nure in stereo sound, um, it really compensates for that um, chaos formula where, like, from start to finish, it's almost the exact same match. You know, plunder, jump, at, jump start, plunder, <laughs> whole bunch of choking from uh, <laughs> from Suzuki, a uh, couple of close, uh, close. Uh, pile driver spots, you know, um, I, I thought there was a cool spot between, um, uh, great Ocon and Lance Archer where they did that, the dueling claw spot. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish they would have <laughs> carried that out a little bit longer. It would have been like a little bit more dramatic. It would, you know, I thought that was, that was a little interesting part. Um, you know, the, the match versus TMDK, obviously like weird. You can't really, it can't even give it anything you can't rate it there's no there's no discourse to be had about it <laughs> yeah um and the match against the house of torture like you know it was really great to like let archer have some time to work um but you know i feel like he's not he's not letting loose uh, yeah so yeah you were saying yeah archer um yeah really not really showing a whole ton here i mean i can't blame him i mean again it's World Tag League. So he's in some of these, you know, smaller cities, some of these gyms. Um, some nights are not even cheer nights. Um, so I, I think he's making the most of it. I mean, it's always fun seeing him, you know, beat up the Young Lions 
on his entrance. Um, and when they do have the cheer crowds, you know, people chanting, you know, that everybody dies when his, with his entrance music. Um, but yeah, I mean, these guys, they really haven't had, um, any standout matches. It seems like, um, Suzuki has been kind of like the weak link here. Pretty much every match they've lost here, Suzuki's eating the pin. Like you mentioned, the TMDK, uh, Shane Hayes rolled him up pretty quickly. Um, the House of Torture, they got outsmarted by House of Torture and, and Evil, um, hitting the, the everything's evil on him and Yudro getting the pin there. On him, and then um, today's show, uh, he fell to the, the Shoto uh, finishing move of Goto and Yoshihashi. So, yeah, Suzuki's just been eating a ton of losses, and Archer is, is kind of kind of doing <laughs> Archer things. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah a little bit lackluster um, in terms of of what you hope to see from them. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't think there was any expectation for uh, Suzuki going to be at the top of the pack. Yeah, even though with you know Archer, you know being the, the AEW guy, it's uh, the, the AEW cloud's not getting him much uh, favors here in World Tag League. No. <laughs> uh, so after that, we got Balak Fale and Chase Owens. So they're ending the tournament with four points, two wins, and seven losses. Like we mentioned, uh, due to uh, the a death in Owens' family, he had to withdraw from the tournament, so they had to forfeit the rest of their matches. So uh, night eight was their last night of action uh, where they defeated uh, Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd in 10 minutes, in five seconds. Yeah, not a lot to say, Jason Foley. They weren't weren't looking great um, (laughs) from the outset there. That's another team where you watch in 1.5 and you're like, hey, what... uh what speed is this on? <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah unfortunate that they didn't get to uh, to finish out the tour. Um, but yeah, you know, um, makes uh, makes for a lighter night of uh, a tag league. Yeah, yeah, one less match, and I know Fale has been wrestling in some openers against Young Lions and doing some tag other like mix uh, six man tag stuff. But I- I've been skipping through all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's uh, move on to Evil and Yudro Takahashi from the House of Torture. They're sitting with two points right now. They are one and six. So night eight, they lost to Aussie Open. Night nine, they lost to Hanare and Okan. Night ten, um, they got their uh, first win there by defeating Archer and Suzuki. And then night twelve, um, they lost to uh, Coglin and Gabriel Kidd. Yeah. Speaking of skips, <laughs> House of Torture, man. Like, how does how is Yujiro showing up in t-shirt night every night? Like, Evil Watanabe, Eosky's husband, is showing out here <laughs> night after night in full gear, and Yujiro can't even be bothered. He's he's in basketball shorts and his House of Torture tee. You know, I don't like being a hater, but like, Yujiro is just he's being lazy. Like, he's barely getting that boot up on people his sliding drop kick looks like he's just falling on the ground it's it's bad like like they don't even have tag team offense um there's there's like there's so little to enjoy with this team they're they're rudderless um <laughs> the one the one thing i like is like kevin kelly being like jay white you know what? A, you know, calling out his 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 Jay White's feeble management of his of uh, his <laughs> team here. Um, you know, they yeah they've they've had a terrible terrible tag league. Um, absolutely nothing redeeming about um, any of their performances. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel. 
Yeah, I'll say the only thing, like I said last week, the, the most compelling thing about these guys in this tournament is the fact that their cheating just keeps getting uh, ousted here. Like they keep they're they're one step behind of everybody. Everybody's had these guys scouted. You know, United Empire they have their guys on deck in case people run out. And everybody, all these teams have been able to just really outmaneuver all the the Dick Togo interference, the show interference, all that stuff, all the the house of torture shenanigans have been failing here. And it's been fun to see, especially, you know, after the, you know, during the pandemic and last year, where these guys were just constantly cheating and constantly winning and lights out and ropes and wrenches and all this stuff. It's like, finally, the, the, the bases are smart now. They're, they're a step ahead of these guys. They're cheating. It's not working. Um, they're even the rest trying to be a little bit more keen and aware of stuff. So, um, that's been great to see. And um, I'm glad that, uh, Gabe kid and Colin got the, the big win over them today. Yeah, that was that was great to see. Um and that that match was was it was it was pretty average except for that except for that ending there and uh and that that suplex from from Coughlin was was amazing. It was really really great to see. So, yeah. That was that was the high point for House of Torture. Yeah, I mean, pretty much yeah, you know, if you if people are cherry picking, I would say you, you can pretty much skip um all all their matches. I mean, if you want to see uh Gabe Kidd and Colin get the, their first win. Uh, maybe maybe watch that one. And uh, you know, Milano was a uh, pretty uh, emotional in that one too. Once uh, those guys were uh, firing back and coming back, he's like, "Gabe Kidd, Gabe Kidd, Colin." So yeah, so yeah, Milano is always <laughs> great to listen to. But yeah, House of Torture one and six. They they got uh, let's see, they have one match or no, they got two matches left. So yeah, the best they can do is uh, be three and six at six points. So yeah, they're, they're out of here. Does Ujiro make a roster anywhere else in the world? Uh, probably not. I mean, that's that's that uh, you know that dojo loyalty, as uh, our good friend Rich likes to say, the, the funky dojo. <laughs> <laughs> if you train the funky dojo, you, you got a job for life, and uh, that's what happened here to Ujiro. And you know, it's so funny, you know. In old uh, wrestling observers, you know, Dave talking about the, the no limit tag team of Udro and Naito. And he's like, man, Udro has a lot of upside. Like he's going to yeah. be he's going to be the breakout guy of this. He team. was the guy. right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, look at it now. Like, nope. <laughs> good, good thing. Uncle Dave didn't go into like talent scouting or talent management. He would have been he would have been broke. <laughs> Uh, so the final team here, also uh, one and six with two points, is the LA Dojo team of the Android Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. On a night eight, they lost to Fale and Chase. Night nine, they lost to Tanahashi and Yano. On night ten, they lost to Aussie Open. And then, like we mentioned on today's show, they got their first win by beating Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. I really like these guys together. Um, Coglin is an absolute freak. Mm-hmm. Um, slamming Fale was <laughs> was so impressive. Um, I think Coglin could be a really really good tag wrestler. Um, I think the uh, the amount of time that they're they're given in their matches is is pretty appropriate. You know, you get uh, Gabe spirit spots all day. He's, he's thumping his chest. He's he's screaming. He's slapping people and then you get these like freakazoid uh power spots from Coglin. you know really really enjoy them and i think they're a great tag team for the la dojo um 
I saw them talking about wanting, uh, they beat the house torture. They want that. Uh, they want that never six man, get your boy Clark, rescue Clark Connors, bring him <laughs> in and like, let's go. That is a, that is a great never tag team right there. Um, I, I would get behind that that team any day yeah that would be um a ton of fun yeah you throw in yeah connor's you want to put in kevin knight or you know there's rumors that fredericks might be back um any of those la dojo guys together would be um a great trio and so yeah they're 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 calling their shot for the never six man titles we do know we got road tokyo dome um later this month and of course in previous years at wrestle kingdom there, there was the uh the never open weight gauntlet so either maybe they're going to shot at Road Tokyo Dome or maybe they'll be a part of the gauntlet if they do it again um, this year. But, yeah, I'm glad that they, they got the big win here. I mean, the whole story with these guys has been just miscommunications. I mean, they're not used to being a tag team. They have mostly, got, they have mostly done single stuff when they were young Lions and their, their excursion stuff. And so first time team together, and they're facing a lot of experienced teams here. So there's been a lot of miscommunication, bumping into each other. Um, you know, refusing to tag at certain points of the matches, but um, you know, they they finally you know got together here. They they beat uh, Evil and Udro. They they beat a former IWGP World <laughs> Heavyweight Champion, <laughs> um, the uh, current uh, two thirds of the Never Six Man Champion. So, um, you know, they only have two matches left, but I mean, they could end uh three and six. Uh, that would end them with six points. Uh, which would be, you know, fine for them. I wish they did a little bit better points-wise, but they were trying to tell uh, a story here uh, with these guys. But, I mean, their matches have been enjoyable, like you mentioned, man. Uh, Gabe Kidd's hard-hitting, and he's just running his mouth, uh, kind of like you mentioned with Kyle Fletcher. Like Gabe Kidd's just running his mouth the whole time, talking trash, antagonizing his opponents, and he's just so it's a cocky little prick and, like, there's, I guess they're kind of a, a face team. I guess Colin's more face, and he's kind of maybe a tween or a heel, but he's just so arrogant and cocky. You're kind of happy when he gets his mouth shut at points in the match. <laughs> he uh, he feels free, doesn't he? Yeah. He feel he felt like a guy that, that really needed to bust open, and I think we're seeing that, right? Um, he's out of the black trunks. His, uh, you know, he's blossomed. He's bloomed. He can, you know, fulfill his, like, creative – uh, his creative side right um you know uh, so good to see him happy um he looks happy good to see him um competing so hard um and you know he seems to he seems to love getting in in chop battles with big boys <laughs> yeah um so you know good for him i i i hope uh i hope he, this is part of like a good run for him and coglin i i think uh i think never six mans is is a great spot for them. And they, they add a ton to, to the division, whether they're in the U S or whether they're in Japan, these guys are amazing. Alex Coughlin is chiseled out of marble. Mm -hmm. This guy is <laughs> unreal. Um, all of his power spots are, are crazy. He did like a double back body drop on Aussie open, yeah. which was super impressive. Um, slamming Fale like, some really really crazy stuff i even like how he like he walks out sort of like uh like an android yeah i love his music it's the android 
<laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, he's, I, I, I don't think he's like a, a dynamo on the mic. He's, he's <laughs> kind of got like that eighties. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of the backstage stuff of what I have seen. He's got that, that eighties wrestler. He's sort of like screaming and uh, screaming into the microphone type of deal. So um, love to see, uh, love to see these guys and want to see him more. Yeah, I mean, these guys are just, you know, dumb jock energy, um, like uh, our friend Joe Lando likes to say on the flagship. And, yeah, just two, like, big, like, just these meatheads going out here, throwing people, chopping people, yelling and screaming. Um, it's awesome. And, yeah, these guys are definitely, you know, a welcome addition uh, to the roster. And I hope we get to see, you know, more of them up the card and doing uh, bigger and better things, and you also with uh, with Gabe Kidd, you know he's doing his uh, his Tenzon tribute stuff now. He's got the, the Tenzon hair. He's doing the, the TTD. He's doing the Mongolian chop. He's doing the moonsault. So a um, lot of uh, Tenzon tribute stuff from him. Yeah, his, his moonsault looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it. Uh, yeah, uh, their uh, their uh, commentary, their backstage comments from this last win, where they're they're telling each other, "I love you, man. I love you, man." You know? <laughs> they, it was sort of like the big the um, you know the the downside of their of their story arc, right? They had all of those challenges, mm-hmm. they had the the conflict that they overcame, and then at the end of it, they're like. I love you, man. <laughs> I love you, man. We've been through so much. So yeah, a great little story. And even in their matches, they had they had like great little like micro stories that they were telling. Like, um, you know, the the slam. I keep going back to the slam for Bali because it's so it's so impressive to me because Folly doesn't let people slam him right. He, right. he doesn't let a lot of guys do that to him. So um, you know that uh, those little mini stories of they're trying to achieve something throughout the match or something's happening you know really uh, really enjoyable yeah so we only have uh two nights left for world tag league action so uh night 14 which will be december 9th and then night 16 of this tour which will be uh december 12th so on night 14 december 9th we will have uh alex coglin and gabe kid they'll be facing off against bishamon goto and yoshihashi so again um Coglin and Kid, they're out. If they win, I mean, they're they're fighting for pride here. They'll get um, you know two points. They'll get to four. Um, and then Bishamon, if they lose, they'll be stuck at ten. If they win, they'll get to twelve. Bishamon really needs to win this um, if they want to increase their chances of getting into the finals. Um, United Empire uh, of Aaron Hanare and Great Okan, they're going to get their two points uh, via forfeit. Uh, they're supposed to face Folly and Chase. Then uh, Bebop, uh, tag team of Tanahashi and Yano, they will face Evil and Yujiro. Um, I, I think we're going to get uh, an upset alert. I think Evil and Yujiro uh, might win this here to stop uh, Bebop tag team from getting more points and advancing into that kind of four-way tie scenario. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. Um, in the semi-main event that night, we'll have Aussie Open facing off against TMDK. Really um, big, important match here. Um, for TMDK, especially if they can beat um, the team here that's on top of the block, that gets them in a good scenario for tiebreakers. And if they can win this and then uh, win their next match, they're definitely getting into the finals. Bragging rights for Oceana there. Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the main event this night will be Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki against uh, Sonata and Tetsuya Naito. Um, I'm expecting probably Lij to win this. I mean, Suzuki and Archer could play spoiler and keep Naito and Sonata at ten. 
Uh, but I, I think Nine Tails and Otto will get to 12 here um, to tighten up their lead in, the, in this block. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think uh, I think Lij's got this. Uh, I think Bishamon is probably going to take that as well. Um, you know, Bebop and House of Torture. You know, I don't. I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't care. <laughs> um, and yeah, Aussie Open TMDK. Yeah, that's uh, that's the marquee matchup, right? Uh, it's that's going to be a banger. Um, and you know. I I say like TMDK might uh, might be in, in I'm going to call an upset here TMDK. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. Actually, I think yeah with TMDK, Bishamon, Lij, I think yeah all three of them will probably win. So you keep that three way tie scenario going into the last night. So all three of them will then be tied at 12 points, um, and we'll have opportunity um, to go into the finals. So let's take a look at uh, night 16, uh, December 12th, final night of action for the World Tag League. We'll have uh, Coughlin and Kid against Archer and Suzuki. Uh, should be a fun, hard-hitting matchup. Uh, really no stakes uh, there because they're, they're both pretty much out. Then um, Bishamon versus TMDK. So again, I think it makes more sense when you look at um, night 14 to this night. Both of these teams being tied once again. And it's kind of being, um, you know, almost a, a tiebreaker go to the finals matchup here between these two teams. Yep, it, that's that's what it looks like. I, you know what? The now I now that I'm looking at it here, I, I'm thinking it's a Bishamon Aussie Open final. Mm. Uh, I think I think Bishamon, you know, beats TMDK. I think House of Torture spoils it for uh, Lij. Um, that's what that's what I'm saying. I think they got to do something for the uh, for the locals, um, right? So yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. You're you're gonna see a Bishamon Aussie Open final. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, so oh, the rest of this night, you you also have a uh, Bebop against Hanare and Okan. Aussie Open, they'll be getting their uh, two points via forfeit from uh, Fale and Chase, and then uh, the main event, like you mentioned, Lij and against Evil and Udro. Yeah, I definitely think that we'll get a, a spoiler upset here with uh, Evil and Udro stopping uh, Sonata and Naito from getting into the finals. Um, and then Naito and Sonata will end with twelve points. Um, and then yeah, Bishamon against Aussie Open, I think makes sense because you, you want to have again uh, the Japanese domestic tag team in there. Um, I don't think you want to do two foreign teams against each other in the finals. I mean, you can, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think, um, they would, they would want to have Bishamon in there. Um, yeah. Cause then you're, then you're sending two, two foreign teams to, uh, to Wrestle kingdom. Right. And there's, there's no domestic talent in the, in the finals or even in, uh, even in, uh, Russell kingdom. Yeah. And the hard thing though, is like, if, um, Bishamon wins and goes to the finals. It'll, it'll be Bishamon Aussie Open, which they already lost to Aussie Open. Which I mean, I, I, you could. I don't think they would do. I think the match you, you want to do Aussie Open versus FTR at the Dome. So I, I think it stinks for Bishamon to lose again. But maybe that's the thing that make you think that they have more of a shot because they lost already. Um, but I, I, mean, I would still think that Aussie Open would win that. And uh, maybe they're angling for a three way. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, we've seen in the past Is FTR. Yeah, FDR had a great match with Bishamon too, right? Didn't they have one in AEW? Who did Bishamon face in AEW? So Bishamon faced um I can't I'm trying to remember now. It was on the pre-show of Forbidden Door. Um, um So it wouldn't have been FDR. Have they faced FDR? 
Um, they faced them in no, no, I don't think they have because the the title match was a three way with FTR against Cobb and Ocon and yeah. uh, Rapungi Vice, and then FTR faced Aussie Open, and then they faced uh, Cobb and Ocon in a straight up tag. So yeah, they have not faced Bishamon yet. Okay, okay. Um, so that's something I want to see. I would like to see Bishamon versus FTR. Like, yeah, that's a that's a compelling you know match uh, for me. Bishamon, I think Bishamon faced the Bucks. I think on a rampage before Forbidden Door. I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Bishamon FTR is a fresh matchup, and here's the thing: you know, they might want to protect FTR. Um, there might be some politics at play. So if they do a three way, you could have Aussie Open pin Bishamon or Bishamon pin Aussie Open to get the belts off FTR without FTR taking the pin. Yeah, and that's how Hanare or uh, Ocon and Cobb lost the belts too, right? Right. Yeah, they lost. Um, you know, FTR pinned uh, our good friend Rocky Romero and Trent um, to get the belts, um, so they could do kind of a similar scenario here. Uh, which I mean, I think the straight up Aussie Open FTR two would be the better match to do. But I understand and wanted to get Fit Bishop on the card, and also TK might not want FTR losing at the Dome, so. Um, you throw in you know a Bishamon in there to kind of either eat the pin or who knows they can pull the upset and, and pin Aussie open and get the, get the belts back. Yeah, lots of, lots of scenarios there. I think uh, I think all of them are are pretty good from a from a matchup perspective. Yeah. Well, now let's take a look at the uh, Super Junior Tag League. We only had two nights of action here from the juniors, uh, night nine and night eleven. So starting at the top of the block, uh, we have the Bullet Club tag team of Ace Austin and Chris Bay from Impact Wrestling. They are leading the block with 12 points, 6 wins, and 1 loss. On night 9, they defeated the Flying Tiger team of Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask, 9 minutes and 28 seconds. And then on night 11, they defeated the Jet, Kevin Knight, and Kushida, uh, 10 minutes and 16 seconds. Man, Bullet Club, they're killing it. Mm-hmm. Chris Bay is so good. Um, Ace Austin, still super over, still very good. Um, these guys are are deserve to be on top because they are super, super crisp and putting out bangers night after night. The match against uh, Leo Rush and Yo was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Leo and Chris Bay are lightning in the ring. Like they are absolute lightning. Um, the match for flying tiger, highly recommend it. That's a, that's a cherry picker for sure. Um, and the match against Kushida and Kevin Knight, total banger. Um, uh, Chris Bay hit Kevin Knight with this cutter. Uh, Oh yeah. On on the apron. Oh my gruesome. Kill that man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so really, really impressed with the effort, man. They are, absolutely killing it really really like this team um and i hope to see them more in this in this junior tag league because uh you know super interesting um i think the junior tag league is very very interesting i think i was i think it was Ro- uh, robbie eagle saying there's only one team like uh flying tigers the only team that was um in last year's super junior tag league um yeah yeah, we got a bunch of fresh teams this year that have been uh, fun to watch. I mean, the Junior Tag League has been more fun to watch, I would say, than the uh, the heavyweight uh, World Tag League. 
Agree. Agree. Yeah, and uh, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, like you mentioned, yeah, looking great. And, yeah, just high-speed, innovative stuff. Yeah, that cutter to night on uh, night 11. Yeah, that was just insane. And, uh, yeah, Chris Bay and Kevin Knight mixing it up um, in there was pretty cool. And so, yeah, these guys have just been a ton of fun to watch, ton of charisma, ton of energy. Uh, crowd, uh, even though their bull club is, is getting behind them, we haven't seen too much in it against from them. Um, of course, uh, Ace Austin still doing the, the card trick thing, pulling the card out and you know, giving the paper cut when he has the uh, the Fujiwara armbar on. Um, but besides that, they've pretty much played it straight for the most part and have been a really fun team to watch. Yeah. Yeah, Robbie uh, Robbie Eagles, Ace Austin had some super super crisp exchanges, some slick counters and evasions. Um, Tiger Mask hit uh, hit uh, Bay with like an avalanche b- butterfly suplex or something. Yeah. It was totally sick. Uh, and, uh, so the, yeah, the Tiger Driver that uh, Tiger did to uh, Chris Bay was pretty sick too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he totally like kind of like almost like. <laughs> like lost his strength for a second there and just <laughs> crumpled him yeah. on the top of his back. Yeah. Very, uh, very brutal. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, those two matches, their last two, even the Leo, uh, Leo and yo match highly recommend. If you're cherry picking, watch the bullet club matches. Cause they are, uh, they're putting in the work. Yeah. And I love their, uh, finishing combo or ACE, uh, throws Chris Bay into the, into the cutter, the art of finesse. And then he falls up with the fold and yeah, it's just it's been a lot of fun. So uh next team up here we have the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, TJP and Francisco Akira. They're coming in here with ten points, five wins, and two losses. On night nine, they defeated the Wild Hips team of Clark Connors and Taguchi. And then on night eleven, they Ate their second loss to Doki and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. These guys are amazing. Yes. The junior champs are so good. I could see them carrying these belts for a super long time. Unless, you know, TJP's got a little one at home. Um, you know, so maybe uh, maybe they're they're due. Um, they're due to drop the titles. But, uh, you know, that, that frees up Akira for some singles work. But, like... Um, TJP is absolutely unreal. I know. I know. I, I know. You got to do the disclaimer before you compliment uh, <laughs> TJP. So all disclaimers, uh, <laughs> all disclaimers in place. Uh, but TJP is unbelievable. He's so so good, um, and Akira is looking like a future champ. Um, uh, you know, his work is super crisp. Um, I'm seeing uh, some of the stuff that I'm seeing. Like some of the partnerships are really like dad dad and young boy Mm. um or like veteran and young guy um and i think of all of those like dad young boy not young boy in the in the literal sense but like the the younger wrestler right this one is is the most um the most successful and i think akira is going to learn a ton from tjp about the in-betweens um the little things that that make you elite um i think kevin kelly said one night that tjp was helping akira edit himself a little bit which um which you know i i you know you gotta listen to him the guy is the guy is awesome they've had nothing but bangers um you know the the match against uh wild hips was you know, was okay. I think, uh, the TJP do that abdominal stretch, like Indian death lock, double submission mm-hmm. that looked, uh, that looked super cool. 
Um, but yeah, uh, just putting in, putting in work, delivering great matches. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome team. Yeah. I, I love this team. They're my, one of my favorite junior tag teams going, um, right now. And yeah, like you mentioned, I, I already feel like Akira has already learned so much from TJP. If you watch from best super juniors to now, you can just see, I feel like, um, Akira has put on some muscle and I feel like, yeah, he's learned a lot from TJP and just, um, just some placement of stuff and just some little things that TJP is so great at. And like you said, you know, the disclaimer, I know TJP says a lot of stupid things, but man, this guy is so crisp and so smooth in the ring. And he just does stuff. And you're like, man, like, how did he do that? Like, how do you think to be at that spot at that timing? And like their timing is just so good. Also, I, I love um, their double team senton thing where, uh, Kira goes on top of the shoulders, like take a picture, take a picture, take a picture, <laughs> <laughs> and does does a senton. That that's yeah. great. Um, and yeah, their double team stuff is just so good. And of course, like we mentioned, they they got Gideon Gray to you know uh, introducing them as well. And so it's just everything about the the catch two two package um, has just been great. And like you mentioned, yeah, you know, yeah, night nine was against Wild Hips, and we'll talk about them. I mean. Um, it, it was good for the for you know for that for the whole shenanigans show of uh, Connors and Taguchi. Um but yeah, the, the Doki um, Kanamaru match was awesome, and also we'll talk about those guys uh, a little bit later. But that's definitely you know cherry pick worthy and such a, an awesome moment there for um, Doki to uh, yeah. get the win on those guys. For for all the Doki supporters, the longtime Doki supporters, keep it a strong style's been <laughs> yes. pumping Doki. Um, I've I've been on the Doki train as well. I will say I'm a longtime Doki supporter. I like anybody that comes up from the mud. Um, you know, <laughs> if you're if you're fighting barefoot in mud pits doing lucha, calling uh <laughs> calling <laughs> these guys hit lucha hipsters and stuff, fake luchadors, I love it. And uh, you know, or I think we're getting into into Suzuki good in a little bit, but like, nah. Well, I'll save it. I'll save uh, it. Okay. <laughs> uh, catch two two, Suzuki Goon, highly recommended for sure. Yeah, I mean, of course you also have you know the the catch two two chant the catch two two, catch two two. Like they're just getting super over, and I love it. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird name for a tag team. I uh, I figured they could do a, a little bit of better. <laughs> It's yeah, it takes a you, it takes a little work to get there, but yeah, you know, it works with the claps, it works with the ah kira, ah kira. So they don't have to do much to get uh, to get the crowd going. So yeah, it works for me. It's not my favorite tag team name, but you know, it, it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of grown on me for now. I mean, at this point, but yeah, they're so awesome. Like whatever, we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> um, so let's talk about another uh, awesome team here: Alex Zane and L Lindemann, the Sauce Hearts. Also with 10 points, they're tied with uh, TJP and Akira. Uh, five wins and two losses on night nine. The Sauce Hearts, they defeated Bushi and Teton. Nine minutes and 28 seconds. And then on night 11, they lost to the Chaos team of Leo Rush and Yo. 12 minutes and 21 seconds. Yeah, the whitest of white meat baby faces right here. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, um, even... <laughs> Even when Lindo is is playing heel or playing Rudo, it's hard it's hard to get into him. Like he's just got this he's just got this like demeanor about him where he just looks happy doing his work in <laughs> yeah. that in that ring. Um, Alex Zane 
continues to do all of the right things to like ingratiate himself with the with the crowds um the guy's got hollow bones what can i say it's how he hits uh, the 100 <laughs> kilos right um you know his st- his style is very junior ish you know he's got a, it brings a ton of pace um you know but you know other than the fact that he's like six foot three and like totally jacked um i think his his style is very junior-esque and uh you know i don't have a problem with him being there like i was accepting <laughs> i was accepting <laughs> shingo takagi as your uh, as a junior so um i think i think zane is a great add to the division this team is totally awesome um El Lindemann is a super special wrestler. Like he is, he's super special. Like that guy is awesome. Um, you know, there, the match with flying tiger was, um, totally sick. Um, the tiger driver again, tiger driver on Alex Zane, mm-hmm. he got totally crumpled on that. <laughs> um, the match versus Bushi and Teton was, was pretty good. The, the German suplex, uh, pinning combo that they do. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And, my God, what have they done to to Yo? They they, 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 they fired they fired Yo up. I don't know what that was about. Like I was like, you know, I watched the whole match. And was really this real? Yeah, is this a shoot? This is what I thought. <laughs> and then after the match, yeah, you know, Yo and Lindemann are like kind of going at it a little bit, getting in each other's faces and pushing each other. Which I mean, that's kind of a normal thing sometimes in New Japan. You, you kind of see that heat there. But I mean, they're both you know face teams and. I didn't really see anything in the match, but yeah, they were kind of going at each other at the end there. And like Zane was holding Lindemann back and Leo was holding yo back. Yeah. Yeah, That's uh, that's, that was that's I'm very surprised, very surprised to see that from yo. And, you know, thank God, like get, give me more. Um, I will go onto YouTube. I will watch, uh, uh, Lindemann yo for the, for the Glade <laughs> championship. I'm there. I'm there. Let me know because I'm invested in this beef now. Yeah, definitely. I gotta do some digging to see if there's some more behind that. Um, but yeah, you know, on paper, Lindemann and Zane doesn't really make sense as a team, but like you said, they, they've gelled together so well. And, you know, um, Lindemann, he, he dyed his hair red. He's got the, the red and blue, uh, text on his trunks and, so they look like a team, they're acting like a team, and they, they, they've been fun and great to watch. And another team where it's like, if you were cherry-picking, like their matches are usually not more than 10 to 12 minutes, super high-paced, high-energy stuff. And so, yeah, they're, they're a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, Lindemann's got, he throws a bunch, he does a ton of throws, ton of suplexes, uh, very Taz-esque. Um, and like the the wrestling style is like short, the short shorts he's in and just tossing people all left and right um i i really like elendeman he's uh he's a capital g guy for me yeah uh so next up we got uh bushi and teton uh who are also at 10 points with five wins and two losses also we mentioned on night nine they lost to sauce hearts and then on night 11 they defeated dick togo and Cho. yeah swag gods <laughs> yes, the the masks of both these guys are fresh all time. T- yeah, Teton and Bushi have the hardest mask games in the history of pro wrestling. Like Teton is full glam, super icy, super shiny. Mm-hmm. Those IWGP tag team belts are going to look real nice around those uh, those glittery outfits that uh, <laughs> that Teton and Bushi like to come out in. Yeah. The mask game is is elite, um, and so is Teton. Um, Teton has been doing the real heavy lifting with 
with this team. Uh, Bushi has not taken his t-shirt off, uh, <laughs> to my knowledge. Uh, he isn't even bothered to choke people. Um, so uh, Teton is doing the, the, the real heavy lifting. Unbelievable. That guy is, is going to... He's a future champ, in my opinion. Could be yeah. like a Dragon Lee-esque type of run for, for Teton. Yeah, I feel like with Dragon Lee being gone, that definitely opened the door for Teton to kind of come in and kind of, yeah, essentially be slotted where a Dragon Lee would be slotted. Um, yeah, his Tornado DDT is oh my God. so crisp, so fast. There's a, a gift going on from, um, which match was it? I think from the, it was a, the um, House of Torture match against Show when he, yeah. did, he did the uh, the Tornado DDT. And it's just so fast, so crisp. I'm like, this guy is just incredible. Um, and you know, in previous years, he's kind of been just kind of like a mid guy in the super juniors. Like he, he would have good matches, but he wasn't really that standout guy. And I don't know what it is, but like he's up this game. He's, he's like super quick, the high flying. Um, I love their double team to do the, the code breaker into, into the double stomp. Um, yep. he does his crazy, like Asai moon salts to the outside. Like everything about him is just awesome. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, and let me just one say one thing about Bushi. Bushi is super over. Mm-hmm. He came out. Um, I think it was the the Nagoya show. Like Bushi's getting a Road Warrior pop. Yeah. Like other <laughs> other than Naito, Bushi was the most over guy. It was like Naito, Bushi, and Gideon Gray. Like people are into Bushi. Um, and like I, 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 you know, I liked Bushi. Like even when I first started getting into Lij, so he's like sort of like I got a soft spot for him, even though he's he's not super great. Um, but to, yeah, Teton is is awesome. I think like him and Bushi. It again, it's that sort of like you know Teton's a vet for sure, but like Bushi is that that long standing guy who's been there, who's sort of like the elder figure in that tag team mm-hmm. um and let and they're just letting the young guys show out and teton is is so good this team is awesome and they're they're gonna have the belts um if they don't if they don't win this tournament um i can for they they beat catch 22 um i think they're 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 gonna have the belts next year for sure yeah, and that big win over Catch 2-2 will definitely, if they don't win the tournament, can still get them a shot at the Dome. They could do a three-way or four-way, depending how this thing ends up. And, yeah, they're definitely going to be uh, IWGB Junior Tag Champs at some point next year. Yeah, swag gods. <laughs> uh, up next, another team with 10 points, uh, Leo Rush and Yo. So on night nine, they lost to Dick Togo and Cho in 18 seconds. And then on night 11, like we mentioned, they defeated the Sauce Hearts uh, 12 minutes and 21 seconds. Yeah, that Sauce Hearts match, uh, also one of the top matches um, of my tournament, for sure, in the Super Juniors. Um, I, at first, I thought, like, Yo and, and Leo Rush is, like, a weird pairing, because, like, Yo is a hoe, right? Um, <laughs> and, and, like, Leo, we all know what he's capable of, and he's absolutely put it on this tournament. He has been tournament MVP. Like he's done, he is crazy, man. Like the evasion stuff that he does, Mm -hmm. like that is, that's very sick to me. Like I love seeing, seeing that kind of stuff. And like, he's, he's like rubbing off on you a little bit. Like, yeah, 
Like he's, he's bringing <laughs> up the fire a little bit. Like he's like, come on, man, we have similar, it- uh, they're pushing like, Oh, they have similar interests and like, they both like music and they both like <laughs> art and stuff. It's like, do they both like fighting hard in the ring and like winning championships? Cause that's what I want to know. Um, yeah. and Leo rush is, is showing that for me for sure. Yeah. Again, another team, when you look on paper and you're like Leo rush and yo, like what kind of team is that? But they, I don't know what it is, but they have been motivating each other. This is the best Yo has looked in a very long time. Leo Rush is super motivated. I mean, Leo's already, he is one of like the best high flyers and high paced wrestlers in the world. Um, it's just that, you know, he's had a, a string of injuries. He's had some mental health issues. Like, there's just been things just not going his way. But when he's healthy and motivated and in the right headspace, he's one of the best. Um, high flyers, high paced wrestlers in the world, and we're seeing that here in this tournament. He's super motivated. Him and Yo have gelled together really well. They have a lot of really cool uh, double team maneuvers. They're all, I mean, they're also using the 3K, the old Rapungi 3K finisher, and like you mentioned, you'll see the high space, high evasive uh, kind of stuff that Leo does. It's just incredible to watch. Yeah, and Leo is chaos for life. Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's been saying it. He's he's been repping <laughs> chaos. He's been saying, you know, in the when they face off against Bull Club, you know, you know, Bull Club, you know, Bull Club for life. And Leo's like, no, chaos for life. It's like, yeah, he, he <laughs> threw that. He threw that the three in his yeah, face. Yeah, the three K is like, bro, you've been part of chaos for like <laughs> two weeks now. <laughs> oh, he's ready to ride though, man. Yeah, he's yeah, ready to yeah. Ride. He's ride or die, like. I wonder if Okada even knows, like, Leo is in chaos. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, the, the, is Leo Rush, he's a, didn't he say he was money tistic? Is that the guy who said he was money tistic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Leo Rush definitely was sitting in, in Okada's Lambo, getting contracts signed, playing his demo for him, you know, that's, and that's how, that's how he made it into chaos. That's how, uh, that's how he was approved. Yeah, he's like, this guy's a rainmaker, I'm money tistic. This is the faction for me. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I, I want to now that uh, now that he's in chaos, I I want to hear a track uh, with him and Rocky Romero. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure produced by yeah, produced by Rich Latta. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we, we, we actually probably somehow get that to work. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that, <laughs> get it cooking. Uh, but yeah, these guys have been super fun to watch. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Leo's nickname right now the the, the bad child uh, i prefer just like the the man of the hour but whatever uh besides that i mean yeah super fun tag team the house of torture match uh also a disappointment there with um getting jump before the bell and show was able to hit the uh the shock arrow on yo real quick and to, to get the win there um but the the chaos the, the sauce horse match like we mentioned was a lot of fun gotta figure out what the beef is between yo and uh lindeman but yeah I, i'm liking this team of leo and yo you're, you're gonna have to reach out to Karen, yeah. Karen Peterson, to get the details on on what is firing up Yo. <laughs> yeah, she, she must be. She must be so happy right now. Yeah, she. Yeah, like Yo is uh, blossoming and shining right now. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, she's having a good time watching uh, Yo in the tournament. Um, you know, w- with respect to like the House of Torch match, you know, there's always a bit of anticipation for a Yo and Show confrontation, and then you get this totally unsatisfying like ending or result, just like their whole feud was totally unsatisfying. Um, you know, like, and they did it again. 
they did it again. They, you know, maybe, maybe it was a timing thing, but like, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I wish, I wish we had something a little bit more satisfying between those two. Yeah. I think yo and shows breakup and feud has to be like one of the worst, like partner breakup feuds ever. Like no chem, like, no chemistry, no heat, no good matches. Like it just always falls flat. Like you said, like you expect it to be like fireworks, and because they teamed together for so long, um, in Rapungi 3K, and even as a Tempora Boys when they were on Excursion and, and Ring of Honor, like they've teamed together for so long, you would think at this point, like, all right, they know each other in and out. They're gonna have great chemistry. They're gonna have all these great matches, and I don't know if it's because Show is way down with the House of Torture gimmick. Or what the deal is, but yeah, anytime they step in the ring, it has not been enjoyable. Um, so it is what it is. It was only 18 seconds, so can't complain. <laughs> can't yeah. complain too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. overall, yeah, Yo has been looking so much better uh, teaming here with Leo Rush. So now let's move on here. So we got a team here of Wild Hips, Rizuki Gucci, and the Wild Rhino Clark Connors. They're sitting at six points. With three wins and four losses. So they got two matches left. Which if they win the last two matches. Uh, that will get them to a max of ten. Um, which again very similar to the tag league situation. They would need to hope for some kind of crazy six way tie. But I mean they've lost um, a lot so far. So they probably wouldn't have a lot of tiebreakers. So th- at this point we can pretty much say that they are um, mathematically eliminated from the tournament. Uh, night nine, they lost uh, to the champs, catch two two, and then on night eleven, they were able to get a win over the former champs, Flying Tiger. Yeah, um, you know of the of the dad and the young guy sort of mentorship relationship. This is the one that is probably failing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like. I don't know how much good this is doing clark by tagging with taguchi like unfortunately clark is awesome at at comedy wrestling yeah he's so good at it but he's also a beast he's a super intense powerful guy um like i don't think it's a secret like he was always compared to like a young chris benoit and like wild rhino is an obvious allusion to wild pegasus um, so when you see him doing like the ha, um, you know, I think it puts him in a weird spot post tag league. Um, that's why I would love to see him back with the boys in the LA dojo and, mm-hmm. um, doing what, cause he's been absolutely nailing people, uh, with the pounds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think he calls his version the, the Jeep flip. Yeah. He's been killing people in this tournament. Like they've been like, it's been like Monty Brown style. Like they're flying in the air. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the match between United Empire was was pretty good. Um, they they had that uh, the double rope running <laughs> spot. Yeah, <laughs> you know that was that would pop me. Like I, I thought that was that was pretty funny. And um, you know you got to see the most electrifying move in sports entertainment, which was uh, um, Gucci doing like the people's <laughs> butt. Uh, so the so the goofiness in that match sort of worked for me. Um, the goofiness in the flying tiger match did not. Um, so that, that one definitely fell short for me. Yeah. Too long. Lots of butt stuff. Like Taguchi had a rip in his red underwear. Like it's just (laughs) gross. Yeah. It it was too much. And it was like one of those matches, like 
I was watching it on my phone. Like my wife was watching like something on the TV, and she happened to look over, and it was a spot where like they had like Clark was like butt was in the Gucci's or yeah Clark's face was into Gucci's butt, and like she's like, "What is? What are you watching? What is going on in that match? Like, what is what is happening?" I'm like, just Han, just like turn, just turn away, like just you, you don't, you're not, you're not ready for the Gucci. Yeah, poor poor Tiger Mask. Yeah, having, having to <laughs> having to deal with Taguchi's butt. Yeah, Tiger, uh, he was yeah. definitely grumpy in this match. He's like, no, like I don't want to deal with all the shenanigans. And, and the- you didn't want to drink beer at the beginning of the match. <laughs> he was like, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not drinking beer. Yeah, he's like, I'm not down with the, the beer, the the red underwear. You trying to stick your butt in my face? Like Tiger Mask was not having any of it, but yeah. unfortunately, like, he ended up with a, a face full. Of uh, Taguchi's red underwear in his face, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. This wild hip team. I mean, they have been entertaining at times, but uh, I just I don't like the, what it's doing to Clark Connors, and I just hope it's not one of those situations where you know a lot of times you hear in WWE like Vince used to see somebody do comedy like um, Moxley, like Moxley did a comedy. He's like, oh, I can make him do comedy every week. So I'm hoping it's not one of those things where Gato sees Clark doing all this comedy. He's like, oh, he's really good at this. Let me keep him doing comedy forever it's like no like this guy is like a, a killer like he needs to be up there like you mentioned with Coglin and kid like just chopping the crap out of people not drinking beer and pulling his trunks down and doing all this funny haha with gucci well his outback gear is not doing him any favors uh, <laughs> you know <I'm, laughs> as, a, as a guy who appreciates like nice gear like teton and and bushi like the uh, the Outback Man uh, Survivor Man gimmick he's got going on there, like you could be you could be a cooler Rhino. That's all I'm saying. Like he could be like <laughs> a little bit more silver, maybe ditch the hat. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. Don't take it so literally. Just have some fly gear. <laughs> yeah. You know, come and goon people and just be like, yeah, I'm a Rhino because I smash things. Right. Be be more like ECW Rhino and not you, like. Right, <laughs> not like you know Discovery Channel, you know, <laughs> watch like a watching a rhino person or whatever. <laughs> oh man, um, so let's talk about a uh, flying tiger, Robbie Eagles, and Target Mask, the former IWGP Junior Tag Team Champs. Like you mentioned, the only team to come back from last year's tournament. They're only sitting at four points right now, two wins and five losses. They got two matches left, so the best they could do is eight points so they are mathematically eliminated on night nine like we mentioned they lost to ace austin and chris bay and night 11 like we mentioned they lost to wild hips yeah flying tigers are appointment viewing for them for the most part like these are guys you don't want to skip their matches because they've been excellent the whole tournament um tiger mask is putting in work um, he's, he's awesome, uh, still, um, and Robbie is Robbie's Robbie, man. He's, he's a former champ and he's looking all the part, um, you know, tiger mask, man, like you just, he's one of those guys, you get, the older you get, the, the better he figures it out. Um, and he's, he's still killing it. And like, I can see this team having the belts again, um, and doing a great job with them because, a lot of their matches, the match versus Bullet Club, super good. Um, their match versus Sauce Hearts, super good as well. Like they are putting out 
bangers, um, particularly that match with the Bullet Club. Yeah, these guys have been super fun to watch, and they were the team last year where it's like you see Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask, and you're like, okay, why are they together? But again, they gel really well. They won the belts uh, last year, um, and they've always been a fun team to watch. A little surprising that they're this low on the totem pole right now. Uh, I, yeah. I, I know normally Tiger Mask is a, a, a quote-unquote New Japan dad and does lose a lot, but still they're a former junior tag champs, only team to come back from last year. You'd think that they would be positioned in that kind of where the, you know, like LIJ's at or Sauce Hearts kind of in that 10-point mix there uh, being alive going into the last two nights here. But they're they're here at the bottom um, of the block here. But just because they're point low doesn't mean they haven't been fun to watch. Like you mentioned They've been having a lot of really fun matchups, and yeah, out of these two, yeah, the the Bullet Club match against Ace Austin and Chris Bay um, was uh, a lot of fun, really high paced stuff there. And you know, Tiger Mask, you know, he's in full grumpy mode on this tour, killing people with the Tiger Driver, stiff kicks and chops. <laughs> he's just not having any of it. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love love me some grumpy Tiger Mask. Yeah. Uh, so up next, also with four points, we have Yoshinobu Kanamaru and Doki. On night nine, they uh, defeated Kevin Knight and Kushida. And then on night 11, like we mentioned earlier, they defeated the champs, Catch 2-2, Francisco Kira and TJP. In the main event of night 11, 18 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, a couple questions here about Doki. Okok890 says, do you think Doki winning a main event and pinning a champion could actually mean a gradual push for Doki? Like at least overtaking Kanamaru on the Zukigun hierarchy level push? And Strong Style Demon says, so what you gonna do, brother, when Doki Mania runs wild over you? A simple question. Is this the start of the Doki era? Simple answer. Hondo P. <laughs> yeah, this is Doki's time. Yeah, this is Doki's time. That that man cut a promo in two languages. Yes, after spiking Akira on his head, um, it, Doki is the star. Like he's been hitting that daybreak flawlessly mm-hmm. every night. That is that move is devastating. His little splits where he gets out of the way and sends people like through the ropes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it is Doki's time. It's been Doki's time. Yes, it's um, time. It's time. It's Doki time. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Doki's over too. Like he's he's over with the crowds. They were um, they were they were loving it when he was uh, you know. You have you have cool tag team moves, but you're not as cool as us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. After their, their second win, they're like, "We are a real tag team." This is what a real tag team looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. And he had great he had great chemistry with Kushida um, in his in that match with uh, with Kevin Knight and Kushida. I thought he looked really good. Um, yeah, and that uh, Catch Twenty Two match. Yeah, definitely check it out to see Doki spike akira on his dome um awesome match and then the post matches is, is even better like you feel you feel really happy like if you've been invested in doki like these are the these are the moments in his like character arc that you'll you'll really appreciate and you'll really get into because they're super rewarding if you've been if you've been down with uh with doki since uh since the mud yeah and it's um like you mentioned it's kind of it's kind of similar to the hanma uh, where he's kind of like this plucky underdog. The fans are super behind him. They, they you you want to see him win. 
Um, and yeah, so Doki Mania is running wild. He, he pinned a former champion, or excuse me, a current the current champion. So, I mean, even though they might not win this tournament, they have a claim uh, now to a title shot against Catch Two Two. So yeah, hopefully they get that. Hopefully they maybe they'll they'll weasel their way into the, the Tokyo Dome match. But yeah, Doki and Kanemaru, um, solid team on fire. Yeah, the the match against Catch Two Two is definitely must watch stuff yeah and and with karen i think we've been talking about doki all the time because he's been he's been the young guy that they're sort of trying to highlight right mm-hmm. but again uh kanemaru a lot like kushida man just going out there knows where to be super crisp all the time you know kanemaru not botching anything like he's he's super super good super you know knows how to call things properly um yeah really really think uh, think the world of of Kanemaru as well, and I think it is time for for Doki to to rise. Yes, I'm all for it. Doki Doki 2023, let's go. Strap him up. All right, let's take a look at the last two teams here. Uh, both these teams have uh, two points, one win, six losses. So first, uh, the team of Kushida and the Jet Kevin Knight. Night nine, they they lost to Doki and Kanamaru, and night eleven, they lost to the Bull Club team of Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Yeah, Kevin Knight show right. Um, this is his it was his big coming out party. Um, I I hope uh, I know I think Ethan said this last week, but like he he hopes Kushida and Kevin Knight stay together for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think so too, um, because Kushida does an amazing job of letting. Kevin Knight shine. Um, even to how they designed the finisher, like Kevin Knight's vertical leap is is on another level. Um, love to see it. I think he's he's coming into his own. The two fly stuff, the little uh, swaggy movements he's got, totally into it. I I buy it. Um, I think he's probably got some work to do on on the mic a little bit. Yeah, but. Athletics, athletically, um, the way that he um, moves and like he, that, like he's not just a jumper. Um, he can he can really mix it up on the mat too. Um, I think uh, you know, sky's the limit for Kevin. I know everybody's been saying that, but uh, like for me, I I almost didn't buy it the first couple of matches I watched him, but now you know he's he's definitely setting it settling into being the jet. Yeah. Um, and he's ready to take flight, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has been awesome. Um, I think probably maybe the first young line to graduate uh, mid-tour in Japan. So, yeah, graduating, getting the orange get up there. Um, like you said, full charisma. Yeah, him doing the, the whole, like, two-fly uh, taunt. taunt. Uh, of course, the, the big drop kicks. The He's been doing a lot of kind of, like, lucha spots, a lot of lucha flips and dives. Yeah. He's, he's been awesome. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, maybe he's the the spiritual successor to to Cold Scorpio. Ah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but him and Kushida are a really fun team. I think that would be a cool team to have going forward um, in Japan and on Strong uh, Challenge for those Strong Openweight Tag Team Title. I think I think teaming up him with Kushida um, could be. It's definitely going to benefit Kevin Knight, similar to like we were talking about through all these teams with that kind of dad. Younger comparison, kind of similar to like Akira and TJP, where Akira has learned a lot from TJP. I think Kevin Knight will learn a lot from Kushida and really tighten his game up. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's, he's done, so he's done some super impressive things and, and, and look great. Um, you know, he, he almost dropped kicked over top of Kanemaru at one point. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> so, and then he took that brutal cutter from Chris Bay, which was, which was totally sick. So, so a couple of highlights, you know, even when guys are getting hurt big time, I think those are, <laughs> you put it on your highlight reel too, right? Cause that's, uh, you know, got to, Got to be able to sell and take the bumps, right? Yeah, I think they're still scraping him up uh, from the apron <laughs> from that cutter. Yeah, that was dope. Um, so then the other team here with two points is the House of Torture team of Show and Dick Togo. On night nine, they got their first win uh, by beating Leo Rush and Yo in 18 seconds, like we mentioned earlier. And then on night 11, they lost to Bushi and Teton. If I have one positive thing, to say about House of Torture show and and Dick Togo, it's that uh, show seems to be settling into whatever character he is portraying in this. Like I prefer his like maniacal laugh to the weird faces that he was making before. Mm-hmm. Um, and like to be honest, I think like that character fits the idea of House of Torture better than anyone else. Like Togo and. Yujiro have not adapted their styles or their characters whatsoever. They just have a different t-shirt on. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no change in how they're presenting themselves. So it's like, it does the whole um, stable, like a disservice when these, when like show like went through like this, okay, I'm going to change my whole persona. And like, I'm in the house of torture. Like what does a persona that would be in a team that is like this? What would it be like? But then you got all the other guys like evil. Okay. Evil. Yeah. T- uh, torture. I get it. Like there's like at least a connection, <laughs> yeah. but, but like Yujiro and Dick Togo are just, they're the same guys, whether they are in um, bullet club or <laughs> whether they're in house of torture, there's no difference. Um, and I think that's like, that's a, a huge disservice to house of torture. But other than that, like, like house of torture is brutal. Again, they don't do even, tag team maneuvers like this is this is what is most frustrating because i think even with the with the um with the juniors you could do like cheating double team maneuvers like Mm -hmm. where a guy like picks the foot and like does some stuff where you can make it with that junior pace and i think that would be interesting that's something that's been sort of underutilized by house of torture where they just jump to the to the four on one uh or the four on two beatdowns like, and I, I just find it hilarious that in the match against LIJ, all of House of Torture got punked by Bushi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bushi beat them all up. Like, <laughs> like total jabronis, man. Like, that, that, that must suck. It, it really must suck for them. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like we were talking about last week and the same thing with Evil and Yudro. Like, these guys, like, they're just getting foiled uh, every night. Like, their plans are not working. The only plan they got to work was <laughs> for the, uh, the Leo Rush and, and Yo thing. Besides that, yeah, they're, they're getting punked out by teams. They're they're losing all time. Like, the interference is not working. Even when Evil and Yujiro run in with, with the pimp cane and, and try to distract stuff. Like, they've just... Everybody pretty much has had their number and has been able to, you know, outmaneuver them. And, um... Yeah, and it's been fine. I mean, again, I'm glad they're losing. <laughs> I'm glad they're not, you know, in contention to to win this tournament. Um, so, yeah, with two points and two matches left, yeah, the best they can do is uh, get to six points. Um, so, yeah, so they're mathematically eliminated. They're going to try and play spoiler uh, for these last two nights here. 
Um, but yeah, it's just been how the torture stuff, but they've been losing. So, yeah. And so at least they're delivering what, what the people want, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you get to boo and then you get that satisfying. Oh, these, these dumb idiots cheating, uh, are, are getting their comeuppance. Um, and it's been a long time coming because like, I don't know for how long everyone's been howling about how, how bad the shenanigans are. And, and they are, I wish, I just wish they they'd be creative with it. Like, um, it's right, just, or, it's or, just not creative stuff. Or even just kind of do some cool stuff in between the cheating. <laughs> it's like, you know, Correct. We, yeah. we, we've seen heels in new Japan who've done that. You know, um, Jay white does it, uh, Kanemaru. For, yeah, Kanemaru, Kanemaru is probably like the perfect guy who is like, I remember it's been, a, it was a, maybe a couple of, um, couple of super juniors ago but like kanemaru was like coming up with a new way of cheating each match <laughs> yeah. which is you know what that is cool like that's like this guy's the smartest guy he's like uh master master heel right that's yeah his yeah the heel master yeah and of yeah. course he has that sweet uh tilt roll ddt and the the deep impact ddt from the top so he does some cool stuff in between the cheating and i feel like especially show like should be doing like we saw, you know, when Show was in Chaos and her Punky 3K, the stuff against uh, Ishii and Shingo and the never open stuff that he was doing. It's like, we know this guy. That's the thing that's the most frustrating thing. We know this guy is capable of doing great stuff, having great matches, but he's stuck doing this stuff. People were asking the question, what is Show's ceiling? And they're like, well, I don't know, IWGP champion? Like, maybe he's so good and he's totally jacked. And like <laughs> now, if you ask people, what is Show's ceiling? It's like, I don't know. Like, not even never, like never trios. Like, that's that's his ceiling right now. And before we were like, this guy, this guy could be the face of the company because he is, um, he's so good so um dynamic and different styles of of you know of wrestling where he's like so he has a ton of submissions um could like do big power moves all that kind of stuff so yeah super disappointing yeah i mean we, we called him the the show michaels like he was supposed to be the breakout star from the team and have you know, this great uh singles run but yeah just just not happening yeah all right, so let's go the last two nights of uh, Junior Tag League. So night 13 will be December 7th, and then night 15 of the tour will be December 10th. So on December uh, 7th, night 13, we'll have Kevin Knight Gushida against Catch 2-2. Uh, Knight and Gushida will be looking to play spoiler there. And we have Wild Hips, who will be looking to play spoiler against Leo Rush and Yo. Doki and Kanamaru will be facing off against Tiktogo and Sho. Then we have Flying Tiger looking to play spoiler against Bushi and Teton. And then we'll have Sauce Hearts against Bullet Club, which will definitely be um, a big match considering both those teams are sitting at 10 points right now. Yeah, lots of good matches. That Sauce Hearts Bullet Club match is going to be uh, a total banger. Um, Flying Tiger, Losingo, love it. Um, yeah. And Kevin and Kushida catch 22. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be good too. Um, I, I can see if, if we're not putting catch 22 in the finals, um, you know, I can, I can see Kushida and Kevin, Knight getting a, getting a dub there. Yeah. I mean, that would be a huge upset. And again, that would leave the door open for them to, um, uh, potentially get, um, a shot at the, uh, IWGP junior tag team titles and might even, you know, squeak in at the Tokyo dome. 
Um, so then uh, night 15, we got Kevin Knight and Kushida against Flying Tiger. We'll have uh, Leo Rush and Yo against Bushi and Teton. So currently both those teams are at 10. So that'll be an important matchup. Uh, we have the champs catch 2-2 against uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Another big and important matchup there. Um, then Wild Hips against How to Torture. Uh, and then the, the main event of uh, Night 15 will be Sauce Hearts against Doki and Kanamaru, which has me thinking that um, Doki and Kanamaru will play spoiler again and will spoil Sauce Hearts and keep them out of the finals. Yeah, that's a sick that's a sick card. Those are great matchups to, to end the tournament on. Yeah, I think we're in for a. I'm guess I'm gonna predict uh, Bullet Club against Leo Rush and Yo in the finals. Yep, yep, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Although you know, I would love to see Sauce Arts in the final against uh, against Bullet Club, but uh, yeah, Leo Rush and Yo also um, very very deserving, and they've been uh, they've been showing that they can <laughs> they can put in the work and and deliver a match. Um, worthy of uh, of the bright lights, uh, <laughs> super super uh, junior tag league finals. Yeah, uh, let's see a few questions here. Uh, Senor Sombrero three K says, as someone who doesn't have time to watch every single show of the tag league tour, what are the main matches I should go out of my way to watch? Keep up the great content and doing the hard work for us all during tag league season. Uh, so Senor Sombrero, I think uh, during the review we kind of pointed out uh, the matches to to go ahead and watch. So Hopefully that that answered your question there for you, and we did, I think we did the same thing last week too. Kind of pointed out the matches as we were going through each team. Um, also, you can check. Um, I have my ratings on the, the Grapple app too, so if you want to see uh, star ratings for stuff. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of pointed out the stuff you, you need to watch. Uh, Less Commission seven two five two says, "What teams from each league would you guys like to see get the tag title shot at the start of next year?" I like to see TMTK stay for a heavyweight tag team title shot and Yo and Leo fight for the junior tag belts. Yeah, let's commission. That's uh, those are those are you know good options. Um, I, I I like TMDK. I said I think they're a, a great compelling team um, to keep in the division. Um, I would like to see Hanare and Cobb as a tag team. I you oh, know wow. I said that before. So um, I think uh, I think with Aussie Open, TNDK, you know, you got another, you got another connection between uh, United Empire in there somewhere. Uh, Bishimon, you know, you got a pretty decent, uh, you got a pretty decent division there, um, and you know, you bring over some uh, some folks from from you know different promotions, and uh, and I, I think you, you got the makings of a of a fairly decent division. Right, we know historically New Japan has not been like the the tag team promotion, and especially during the early years of this show, you you pretty much had three teams in each division, kind of round robining with the belts, and both of these leagues um, give a lot of hope and shine for the future of both divisions. I mean, both team, both uh, leagues have a ton of great teams that I would love to see stick around. Uh, I mean, from the junior side of things, uh, I mean, yeah, keeping Leo Rush and Yo around. Uh, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Sauce Hearts, um, Flying Tiger, yeah, Flying Tiger, Kushida and Kevin Knight. Like, there's so much great stuff where you can intermix, and you don't have to, you know, have the belts just going between two or three teams. Like, there's a good amount of teams here that you can have 
in division then like world tag league like yeah having you know gabe kid and coglin together um having tmdk um having um okan hanare bishamon um aussie open like there's so many great teams now in, in both divisions so i'd love to see a lot of those top teams uh return and be a part of 2023 yeah and even uh even jonah and bad dude tito tmdk like mm-hmm. you know uh, i think that's uh that's a that's another good team that you could you could possibly have in there. Yeah, and you got uh West Coast Striking Crew on Strong that's in the waitings. Um you got uh Stray Dog Army, uh more City Machine Guns with the current strong open weight uh tag team champion. So even stateside there are still also a lot of good teams that didn't get their way into the tournament this year. Um that could be a lot of fun for uh, the tag divisions. Uh, then Rambone Slam Pig has two questions for us. Uh, first says, have any teams exceeded your expectations in terms of in-ring performance and have any fallen short? You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. So I would say that a team that's fallen short, but they've they've been good, but I sort of maybe expect more from them has been Bishimon. Mm. I'd say they sort they may have underperformed a little bit for me. Um, uh, so I would say on the underperformance side, those guys um, who surprised me, I would say Tana and Yano, um, not from like, a, because of my expectations were set so low mm. um, that I was actually, you know, pleasantly surprised. That uh, that Yano wasn't uh, digging tape out of his trunks and, <laughs> um, and doing countout spots, right? Um, so I, I think that was good. Naito and Sonata underperformed, um, and uh, yeah, I would say you know on the junior side, man, a lot of people overperformed. I'd say you know uh, Titan and Bushi better than I expected for mm. sure. Um, Bullet Club way better than I expected. Actually, I expected them to be good, but but to be the how good they've been all tournament has been uh, uh, very refreshing. Um, underperformers, wild tips, hundred percent. Like <laughs> yeah, just um, nothing much to uh, nothing much to glom onto there, um, other than um, some disappointment for uh, and bad feelings for Clark. Yeah, for me, for the World Tag League, I would say. Uh, People who have fallen short, I would definitely say, um, yeah, Nighton Sonata would be the number one for me of falling short. You just expect a, a little bit more uh, from those guys. Um, then the team that exceeded my expectation in World Tag League, uh, I would probably say Ocon and Hanare, just because they're not the normal team. It's usually Ocon and Cobb, and I feel like Hanare's uh, done a great job there stepping up and uh, teaming with great Ocon. Um, then in the junior uh, side of things, uh, team falling short. Um, I would say I agree with you. I'd probably say yeah, wild hips. I think from a kayfabe perspective, obviously Flying Tiger um, has done a little bit lower than I expected, but still been having good in ring stuff. Um, and then the team over deliver for me, I'd probably say Leo Rush and Yo. Um, just again, because you look on paper, it's like I don't know how that's going to work out. But they have uh, motivated each other. They've been fired up. They've had a ton of great matches, and uh, they're a team I would like to say you know stick around. Um, so let's see. All right, so that's it for the question, and that's going to wrap up our coverage for this week's um, World Tag League Super Junior Tag League shows and previews. So 
By the time we come back next week, uh, night 12, will, or excuse me, night 15 will be over, and we'll be looking forward to uh, night 17 in the finals and seeing which teams from both leagues will be going on into the finals and then getting our, our winners to see who's going to Wrestle Kingdom to challenge FTR and who's going to challenge uh, Catch 2-2 if they don't end up winning the tournament. So now let's uh, jump over to New Japan of America. We had the first night of the Detonation Tour kickoff on New Japan Strong this past Saturday on NJPW World. Uh, show opened up. We had a Lucha Libre rules tag match with Adrian Quest and our good friend Rocky Romero defeating Atlantis Jr. and Vitas. Yo, hit. Hit the alarm, like banger alert. This match was incredible, like tons of pace, super fun. I don't think I've ever seen Virus before, but he is awesome. The guy's built like a cannonball yeah. um, <laughs> and runs really fast. Um, Atlantis Jr. Uh, looks like a star. Um, he is a big boy as well. This is the first time I've seen Atlantis Jr. I've seen his dad before and a bunch of you know uh, i've seen his the the ma- match where he lost his mask and all that kind of stuff so I, i've seen him before so um i think he's got all the makings of a star i haven't seen a bunch of adrian quest but she, yeah, i was super impressed with him um as well and rocky amazing as as usual right um like love the pace of this match like i i this match was awesome yeah, this was a lot of fun. You know, RLPW, Rich Ladder Pro Wrestling, these guys flying around. Like I mentioned, it was Lucha Libre tag rules, so these guys were going in and out uh, through the match. Yeah, you know, last time I saw Atlantis Jr. would have been the uh, the 2019 uh, Fantastica Mania Tour, which I think that was his debut, I think, maybe, or he was just where he switched over to being Atlantis Jr. Uh, so, yeah, he's improved a ton since then, put on a lot of size. He's a lot of fun to watch. It's also my first time seeing Virus. Um, but like you said, yeah, just kind of a stocky uh, cannonball kind of guy, the hard hitter, uh, not doing too many dives, <laughs> kind of left that to Atlantis <laughs> Jr. And he was, you know, bringing in the strikes. But, yeah, fun, fast-paced uh, matchup here. Uh, yeah, Young Fuego, Adrian Quest, he's been all a ton of fun to watch. He's a guy I want to see get over to Japan. I think he'd be a lot of fun in the uh, the junior division. Um, so, yeah, fun matchup here. Rocky gets a, uh, the inside cradle on Virus, and they pick up the win there. Then uh, next we had uh, Homicide defeating Danny Limelight at 11 minutes and 14 seconds. Uh, this has kind of been brewing. Over the last uh, few weeks, we've seen this rivalry between uh, Homicide and Team Filthy. Uh, Homicide defeated Filthy Tom Lawler uh, a couple of weeks ago on the, the, the New York pay-per-view. They had there was a six-man tag. Um, against Team Filthy, and so here, uh, Dane Limelight was kind of sticking up for for Filthy Tom and Team Filthy, and there's also some history between uh, Dane Limelight and Homicide. They were both part of LAX in uh, MLW, um, so some kind of history there. Uh, yeah, what do you think about this match? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good brawl. Um, Homicide was particularly brutal in this match. Lots of biting. <laughs> um, I, I thought the ending sequence was was really great. Um, but yeah, a, a bunch of blunder, a bunch of biting, um, and we got a we got a surprise guest appearance from uh, our good our good pal Bobby Fish, <laughs> um, who got absolutely roasted by this crowd. Yeah. My, 
God. Yeah, there was boring chants. Yeah, this crowd, they, they were not uh, enjoying them some Bobby Fish, but um, seems like, yeah, he's going to be a normal part of Strong here. He came out, he saved uh, Daniel Limelight from getting beat down from Homicide post-match, and um, he's aligning himself with Team Filthy. Um, he does have history with Filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, Filthy Tom has helped uh, train with him and uh, him and Kyle before matches and stuff like that. Um, so there is some connection there, fished with some MMA background as well. So it looks like he's going to be a part of Team Filthy and has joined in in this whole feud um, against Homicide and Eddie Kingston and uh, guys like that. So I think there's going to be a, a six-man match coming up pretty soon uh, with Team Filthy against Homicide, Eddie Kingston, and somebody else. Um, so, yeah, we'll stay tuned to that. And then the the big main event here, we had Rock Hard, Juice Robinson, uh, defeating All Heart Blake Christian. Nine minutes, 33 seconds, and this came off of the, the angle last week where uh, Juice defeated Jake something in post-match. Blake Christian ran out and, and attacked Juice uh, to get some revenge on Juice costing Blake a match um, a few weeks ago. So it's, here was a big match, a big grudge matchup here, but uh, Rock Hard ends up getting the win. Yeah, this was really cool. I haven't seen a ton of Blake Christian, um, but he was super impressive. Uh, very, very aggressive throughout the whole match doing a bunch of crazy flips. He looked uh, out of control on a couple of them and two of them looked like he might have almost died. Um, <laughs> there was one, he, 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 uh, he did like a, a, an acai moonsault. I think he was trying to do an acai moonsault. Um, but, uh, and it was near the end of the match. And I think he had a, he like bailed on it um, and landed on his feet, like sort of in front of juice. I was like, Whoa, that, that could have been dangerous. And there was another one. He did a flip um, to the outside where it looked like Juice almost missed, like he almost missed Juice and didn't, Juice didn't catch him. Um, but like Juice like had sort of like ended up picking him up from, from the ground. So probably saved him from, from cracking his head open. But uh, yeah, pretty decent match. Juice just got his, his butt kicked uh, for the vast majority of the match. Um, so, you know, but, you know, it was a good match. I feel like, you know, I don't know what's next for Juice, but, like, what do you think about Juice as a strong champ? Like, for where he's at, um, in between everything, like, do you think he could have a run as a, like a, as a strong champ? And is that fitting of his position? Yeah, I think that would be um, a good spot for him. I mean, he's a well-known New Japan guy. Um, he's somebody that, that could help, you know, get that strong brand over and, and draw and, and for these um, arenas they're going to. I just don't know how much longer he's going to be around because it seems like, you know, he's um, signed with AEW. He challenged uh, Samoa Joe for the ROH TV title for Final Battle this coming up Saturday. So it seems like he's going to start shifting focuses over to aw and ring of honor so but if he's going to continue to work strong i mean yeah i think he's a guy that would um help the, the title lineage and just kind of help uh elevate the title yeah totally i i agree it was something that i thought about when i saw him there it's like you know he's he's been in a weird spot he's had a lot of stops and starts in his career where it looked like uh they were going to get behind him and then you know things happen and things change. Um, so, you know, I kind of feel for the guy because I think uh, he's got all the charisma in the world. I don't think he's a bad worker by, by any stretch. And he's got the, you know, he, he might not be like, uh, the worker of like uh, Kenny Omega caliber, but not many are, but, uh, you know, 
I think he's uh, he's far better than average, um, and, and really a really compelling promo. Yeah. See, so yeah, another fun uh, episode of New Japan Strong. Uh, so this coming Saturday will be night two of the Nation Tour. So we'll be. Uh, seeing what's coming up for that uh, We do know this weekend They will be taping the, the next set of strong tapings the, the Nemesis tour And we do have some matches announced for that Kita will be taking on Blake Christian Mascara Dorado will be taking on Che Cabrera We'll have the C4 tag team of Cody Chun And Guillermo Rojas Taking on the West Coast Wrecking Crew Of Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaac Mystico will be taking on Mysterioso Kenta will be taking on QT Marshall. Jeff Cobb will be taking on Bad Dude Tito. And then Alan Angels, formerly of the Dark Order, will be teaming up with Hikaleo to take on Bullet Club's El Fantasmo and Switchblade Jay White. So some interesting matches for that. I know uh, Eddie Kingston's also announced for that tour, as well as uh, Rapungi Vice, uh, Rocky Romero, and Trent Barretta. So stay tuned to uh, New Japan's Twitter for the final announcements for the uh, Nemesis Tour. Yeah, some some good looking matches there. Mystico Mysterioso looks uh, looks really interesting. Kenta, you know, Kenta QT QT's underrated. Like, uh, oh yeah, you know, he, you know, he's uh, such a goofball, but he's uh, like he's he's good. Like he he's really good. Um, Bad dude Tito Jeff Cobb, yeah, sign me up. Alan Angels Hontai, what do you think? <laughs> Maybe yeah, I know in an uh, in Impact he just joined uh, the the Violence by Design group, but yeah. Maybe in New Japan, yeah, he could be Huntai, be a high flyer. Yeah, I think he's a guy I would like to see yeah, get a shot in uh, Super Juniors. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a great spot for him. All right, let's take a look at some uh, news items here. So we've got the stipulation set for the final KOPW 2022 match. So in a fan vote held on uh, New Japan social accounts, Shingo Takagi's proposed Lumberjack last man standing match Defeated Taichi's 30-minute high-score proposal by 52% to 48%. So Shingo will defend that KOPW trophy against Taichi at the uh, Taika Taka Taichi uh, Produce Pay-Per-View on Monday, December 19th. That will be on Pay-Per-View on NJPW World. And the winner will be crowned the official 2022 KOPW Champion. Um, so these rules, it's pretty much the, the, the old school um, Texas death match. So you have to pin your opponent, then they have to be down for 10 seconds. And it sounds like with Lumberjacks, so there'll be uh, guys on the outside as well. Hmm. So I, I like Tai Chi. Yeah, it should, should be a fun matchup. I'm a big fan of both these guys, Tai Chi and Shingo. They've had an interesting rivalry this year. So yeah, that should be a, a fun matchup. Um, we've got some news on the Young Bucks As of right now, according to Dave Meltzer They are not on the January 4th Tokyo Dome show Even though Kenny Omega is on the show So as of now, no Young Bucks um, So we don't get Wayward Sun Yeah, yeah, no no Wayward Sun blasting through the Tokyo Dome Even though it'll, it'll probably get dubbed over Due to two international <laughs> <laughs> copyrights <laughs> do, you, do you think they second him though? Uh, maybe um, I mean, why not? I mean, they're not they're they're free that Wednesday. Or well, why not? Yeah, go and get sec- yeah, be a second and maybe set up something for New Year's Dash. Maybe who knows? Uh, I I think so. I think that that makes sense, and I think that would be uh, that would be great for everybody because I like I don't know 
would be nice to see the Young Bucks back in a New Japan ring, even if it's briefly. Um, and to seeing them even second Kenny, they're they're so good when they second Kenny, right? Yes. Um, you know, almost as almost as good as Brandon Cutler is. Um, <laughs> so it would be, uh, yeah, that would be that would be something to see. Yeah. Then on uh, February 11th, uh, New Beginning in Osaka will be the first major show uh, to allow uh, full cheering and booing. Uh, so we've we've had some in uh, Cork and Hall and some of the, the shows on this uh, World Tag League Super Junior Tag League, but this will be the first big event, first major event uh, where we'll, we'll have a full cheering, a full capacity crowd. Um, so that will be um, a lot of fun. Yeah. Amazing. A new beginning indeed. Yes. Um, then in some excursion news, uh, Tradition had a pay-per-view uh, this past week on December 1st from Yogi Jim in Tokyo drawing uh, 2150 paid uh, for the big dream match of Tatsumi Fujinami, who's 68 years old, who's facing Hiroshi Tanahashi. So the New Japan-related stuff on the show, we had Hiromu Takahashi defeating Leona. Uh, Jake Lee, Masukaki Funaki, and Zack Sabre Jr. defeating the LIJ team of Shingo and Naito, who were teamed up with uh, Mitsuyawa uh, Nagai. And then Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Tatsumi Fujinami in the main event. Uh, the show is up on NJPW World for pay-per-view. Um, I have not seen it yet, but we'll probably need to check out some of these matches for uh, Excursion Match of the Year consideration. I saw uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, making some comments about Jake Lee. Said he's very handsome, um, and that uh, like he should he should get a spot in the G One or something like that. Yeah, uh, I did it's see very that. complimentary of him. Yeah, I did see those comments, and there was a lot of rumors this year that Jake Lee was going to be in G One. Yeah, who, who knows? Maybe uh, next year we'll get that uh, Jake Lee in G One. Yeah, Jake Lee totally put himself into a weird position by saying like. By like tweeting at New Japan, being like, "I want in on the on the G one," <laughs> that they announced it, and there was no Jake Lee. Like, you yeah. must have felt so dry after that. Like, well, well, he probably thought it was like the Royal Rumble. You just declare, <laughs> you just declare that you're in it, and, and you're in. So he's like, "Oh, yeah. I, I John Moxley did it, right? Didn't John Moxley do that? <laughs> yeah, like, I declare. Yeah, 2019, you had a bunch of people declaring. Moxley declared he's in G one. Kenta declared. Uh, Will Osprey and Chingo, they all uh, you know moved at the heavyweight and declared that they were in the G one. So. Jake Lee, he, he watches a product. He's like, hey, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to declare and get in. Uh, and then uh, Rev Pro, some Rev Pro news. They have a show coming up, Uprising 2022, which will be Saturday, December 17th. Uh, York Hall, uh, Tomohiro Ishii will be in action, taking on Zack Knight, who is the uh, the brother of uh, Soraya Knight from the Knight family. So it's always good to uh, get Ishii and Rev Pro. Feels like uh, pre-pandemic times. So that's going to wrap up the news. Uh, go to some questions here, and then we will uh, wrap the show up. Uh, so first from Les Commission 7252, he says, uh, with New Year's Dash coming back next year, what is one thing you guys would like to see from the show? I would like to see New Japan announce the idea of partnering up with AEW in the majority of 2023. Yeah, I just want some big surprises that are that are really great. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the last couple of dashes have been a little bit like lackluster and they haven't delivered on our expectations. So, um, you know, 
you know, with respect to the relationship between New Japan and AEW, I am like, I'm of the opinion that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, and so um, I don't want them to overdo it. Um, I want uh, Forbidden Door to feel like we're getting dream matches. I want mm-hmm. to, though I do want to see, I do want to see AEW guys doing tours. Um, I do want to see AEW guys in, in some of the tournaments, but um, I don't want them to blow, um, blow big matches in, uh, in getting sort of deeper into, into bed with one another um, over, uh, over the time. So, um, yeah, I, I want to see some big surprises. I want to see some angles. I would love to see some direction. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. You know, New Year's Dash, it used to kind of be like that, you know, that raw after mania feeling where you had big debuts, you had some big angles, you know, some prizes. And yeah, I agree with you. That's what we need to see here. Um, you know, why not switch like, you know, the junior tag belts or the never six man trios or do a big never title match, you know, do some kind of title match, do some debuts, you know, bring somebody over from strong or do like a hot angle. That's going to be the main thing that's going to kick off. Uh, 2023 I think yeah they're definitely to kind of have that special aspect to it because like, the last couple of years like you mentioned yes yeah, it's, it's kind of been less like a random multi-mans it really hasn't been you know I think back to other dashes you know you had the whole angle where like Jay White turned on Kenny Omega and like you had some guys like they showing up and debuting and they kind of kicked off a lot of angles on New Year's Dash and we just haven't gotten that in the last couple of years wasn't uh, wasn't AJ? Didn't they kill AJ Styles at New Year's Dash? Yeah, yeah. AJ, yeah, got booted out of the Bull Club on uh, New Year's Dash. So yeah, they usually do a lot of cool angles like that. So yeah, start do some of that. You know, this whole like Bull Club direction. You know, maybe you do something with Jay finally getting rid of House of Torture. Um, maybe you you bring in like all of Team Filthy and they debut and do something like. There's a lot of options you could do to like just do something surprising and cool and get some angles going. Uh, let's see his other question here. He says, what would you guys consider as the number one title from new Japan this year, the IWGP world heavyweight championship or the IWGP United States championship with Okada. He defended the belt against Naito multiple times and faced Zach while Jay white has lack of defenses. I understand that us championship was considered curse and considering how much the belt was changing back and forth earlier in the year, but since June, Osprey has made the title feel so important that he had great bangers of guys like Orange Cassidy, Finley, and Naito. Even having Naito challenge for the belt even made the title feel important. What do you guys think? Ooh, it's a great question. Um, I, I'm going to say Okada's reign, uh, but Will Osprey's reign has been the talk of the town. Um, particularly his last couple of defenses. Look, Jay White's got to come to work, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but <laughs> you, you're not MJF, man. Uh, you know, you, you can't you, you can't say that you're not going to wrestle. Like, this guy is a guy that needs to put in the work. Um, he's got to g- get my butt into the seats. Um, can, everyone's talking like Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay is the real main event. Um, and, you know, that should... I'm sure that's under Jay White's skin. Um, you know, I'm sure it's under Okada's skin too, but you know, uh, you know, Okada came to work. Um, Okada did, you know, did the tours, 
Jay White hasn't, you know, he hasn't been here, right? He hasn't been here and he hasn't like been active. Like you saw, all I've seen from Jay White is uh, him and El Fantasmo at like the Lakers game or a Miami <laughs> Heat game or something. Yeah. You know, playing the bongos. But, uh, you know, didn't even have the belt with him. What's he doing? Yeah, Jay has not been doing a lot to build up the, the Tokyo Dome main event. And it's feel like even though like now foreigners are easy are easy to get in, able to get in Japan, it seems like he hasn't just been there. I don't know what it is. Like he's also he's been on some tours, but he's just I don't know, he's just been absent and um sort of this question, I, I think it's a tale of two stories for both of the titles. I think the, the first half of the year the the world title felt like the world title, the number one belt of the promotion. You know, you had two big defenses at Wrestle Kingdom with Shingo and Okada, and then Okada Osprey. Um, you had Okada's uh, rivalry with Naito, um, Okada versus Saber. Like Okada did a great job, uh, you know, carrying the belt the, the first you know six months of the year. But then you, you switched the belt to Jay, and, and the titles kind of um, lost it, its importance, its luster. Um, and then you look at the U.S. title, where the first half of the year, like it's it's been hot potatoed, it's been cursed due to COVID and broken orbital bones and all kinds of sicknesses and injuries, uh, flopping between um, Sonata and Osprey and uh, Juice Robinson and all these guys, and so now finally. Um, Osprey holding it now, getting it back. Like since June, he's yeah elevated the title. Defended it at Forbidden Door against Cassidy. Um, you know he's wrestling all over the place, and yeah, these two great matches with Naito. So yeah, the, the U.S. title feels really important right now, and especially with this uh, Kenny Omega match. Like, there's a ton of buzz around that. It, it's feeling really hot, and yeah, right now I would say that the U.S. title feels um, more important than the world title. And I think, like you mentioned, a lot of people would love to see Omega Osprey uh, main event. Uh, Come January 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, Jay White. I don't know. I don't know where his head's at, but you know, not beating the drum for <laughs> Russell kingdom. Um, like Okada's being a dad right now. Like you, you got to cut him some slack. Somebody's got to sell this pay-per-view, right? So somebody has got to put butts in seats and you know who it's been. It's been will and it's been Kenny. Um, and Kenny's been working in new Japan for like three minutes. Right, like yeah. he, he he cut one promo and probably sold another fifteen thousand tickets um, just with that one promo. And you know, Jay White Okada is, is I'm really down on it, man. I know it's going to be a good match. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not as down on Jay White's work as everyone else is. Um, like I, I do agree, it can be a little bit cumbersome particularly in the beginning of his matches the first 15 20 minutes can be a, a bit of a slog but uh i think he's he's so very very smart very thoughtful wrestler um and uh and i do like the majority of his matches um but he and he can tell a great story he can build heat he can like um build a rivalry and he hasn't been doing any of that so i i i question where his head's at and i you know question how long he is for uh, for the company yeah, see, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, going forward where that where Jay White ends up going and kind of what the future is for him and yeah, both of these titles. Uh, I had a question here that I forgot to put on the rundown uh, from Hawaiian Punch BV. Uh, he says, "Would a United Empire team of Gideon Gray, 
Karahutu's mascot and Jesse Vargas make the greatest never six-man championship team ever, would you like to see NJPW go to Karatsu more often after their hot showing? I, I'm down with going to any of these any of these little towns with their, you know, with their weird setups. <laughs> as long as they're hot, man. If the if the crowd is hot, you go back. You go back. They had that. They were in this one place. Uh, I don't know if that was. I don't think it was uh, the place that uh, that the question writer is talking about. But they were in this one place that looked like a studio um, with all of the seating sort of in behind, and it was like all like sort of black seating. It yeah. looked like they were wrestling in a studio, which was really cool. Yeah, I'm, I, I have to go back and see what venue it is. I haven't been keeping track of, of the cities and venues I've been going to, but yeah, that, yeah. Was, a, that was a pretty cool uh, location. But yeah, and he's talking about you know the, the mascot that came out on tonight's show where uh, Gideon Gray did the intro. Uh, yeah, he brought the brought the mask, the official now you know United Empire mascot. I guess the mascot of the city. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that would be a little interesting combo there if you have the mascot Gideon Gray and uh, Jesse Vargas that uh, that boxer that TJP brought that one time. Um, he also asks, uh, do you think of all this talk of Naito needing to win World Tag League in order to secure his looking spot? Is telegraphing that he isn't going to win. Do you think that there is a special opponent waiting in the shadows to challenge him after Lij gets eliminated by House of Torture, Shinsuke Nakamura, John Moxley, Hiromu and Naito have a Pepsi bit going on right now? Maybe a certain Pepsi lover. <laughs> Ooh, well, I, I can I can certainly say that there's not going to be any Pepsi spilt. Um, <laughs> Unless it's uh, spilt on on Phil Brooks's floor, that that guy is broken. Um, you know, I don't think his injury allows him to to fly nor nor compete. But uh, you know, Nakamura, Naito, uh, come on, come on, that that yeah, makes th- me happy. That I, would I'm be smiling. Yeah, that would be dope if that was able to be pulled off. Yeah, you got to give Naito something. If Naito is in a tag match at World uh, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, I, I'm going to be pretty disappointed as a as a Naito guy, as a guy who's watched Naito crush it in the main event multiple times. Like the guy will talk about bright lights. Like this guy is bright lights. Um, you know, so oh man. Uh, I salivate thinking about a uh, a surprise Nakamura match with Naito, although uh, probably unlikely. But uh, you know, the world is changing, right? Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I could see Naito facing maybe uh, Roughneck Shota Umino. Uh, Umino mentioned uh, his plan was to win the U.S. title and then have his first defense against Naito. So maybe he comes out at the uh, Tag League Finals and challenges Naito to get his big uh, Tokyo Dome match, and that that would be huge to kind of elevate Umino. Yeah, I, and I'm into that as well. I'm into that idea as well, for sure. Yeah, and then also in, in the past, Josh and I mentioned potentially, you know, Muta getting involved somehow and doing a, a special <laughs> getting a check. Yeah, doing a special tag with uh, Muta and uh, Tanahashi, maybe against Naito and Tanada. Uh, who knows where they're going to end up? I mean, the dome card—it's filling up. Um, I, I think we already have like what five or six matches already announced uh, for the dome between the world title match. You got the U.S. title match. You got the the women's title match. Uh, we know that there'll be a tag title match. There'll be a junior tag team title match. 
Um, so there's a lot of stuff filling up on the dome. Yeah. Lots of belts. I think I, we've seen all the belts are, are on the line, which, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah. Going to be good. So yeah, let's get Naito. Let's beat the drum. Let's set the agenda for Nakamura. If not, we will, we will be okay with shooter. Yes. The, the rough neck. <laughs> well, um, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, recommend a match of the week. We're going to put that on a hole once again for uh, when Josh comes back. So we'll pick that up uh, hopefully next week. And like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, uh, Josh and I should be uh, later at the end of this week uh, doing our audio that announces all the nominees in the categories for our year-end awards. And the, the battle will be coming out with that audio as well. So, yeah, hopefully a young boy's up and ready to go for that. And we can get the ballot out, get that audio out, get you guys uh, voting on that. And, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. MJ, thanks so much for uh, coming on, man. Is there anything that you, you want to plug for the listeners? Oh, I got nothing to plug. I'm <laughs> at MJ Does PR on Twitter. If you want to follow me, um, I'm not talking about wrestling all the time. I'm talking about wrestling a little bit, uh, you know. Follow me on there. Um, I, I do appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the show, big fan of uh, of the Social Suplex Network. So um, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. And shout out to everybody who uh, who sent in questions. Um, it's It was a great opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to have you on, man. You're the uh, the third Canadian that we've <laughs> had on the show. So Yeah, CanCon, man. You need it. So, <laughs> uh, so just so you know, you got to translate this into French afterwards, right, for this to be broadcast legally in Canada. We do? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, that's going to uh, wrap things up. Uh, next week, we'll be back to uh, talk about all the, the nights happening in this, this Tag League and Super Junior Tag League Tour, and we will give a preview of the finals and predictions for that, and also get ready for uh, the road to Tokyo Dome. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider making a donation by visiting socialsuitflex.com slash donate and click on the donate button under the Keeping a Strong Style logo. Make sure you connect with us on social media. On Twitter, the show is at KI Strong Style. You can follow the network at Social Suplex. You can follow me at Jeremy L. Donovan on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash social suplex. You can also find us in the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group on Instagram. We're at Social Suplex on Reddit. I'm the pro black guy. Josh is keeping a strong style. You can email me, Jeremy at socialsuplex.com. Check out all the other shows that we have here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boy. The Grave Consequences Podcast, hosted by Caleb Baldwin and Maserati. All Things Elite with Floyd Johnson Jr. and Austin Tomowitz. Uh, the AEW Match Guide podcast hosted by Sir Sam. He just dropped his uh, last official episode, but those episodes are evergreen, so go back and check those out. Uh, and also the great uh, Match Generator hosted by Danny Kukler. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review, and we will catch you next week on Keeping a Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time.